you guys, I'm super excited to have my friend John Warden on the podcast with us today. Me and John came up together, went to a lot of the same teen camp, church stuff. We also attended the same Bible college. We're going to talk a lot about that. And in the last year, me and John have lost a combined total of about 100 pounds. Uh, him a little bit more than me, but we have a lot to talk about. So if you're looking to jumpstart your weight loss, if you're looking to reminisce about college days in uh, fake Jesus college, come on over. We're so excited to present this to you. I promise you, if you have a background that's similar to mine at all, I know a lot of you do, you're really going to enjoy this podcast. So once again, as always, thanks so much for watching. Can't wait for you guys to check this one out. I'm Stuart. This is John, and this is the Not Your Mother's Podcast. So, a little bit of background uh, about me and John. How long, we were talking about earlier, and you, you said something like 16 years or something, 17 yeah. years? Yeah. We've known each other a very long time. And I'll have people on the podcast that I've known for a long time, short period of time. I'm looking at having uh, friends that I know just from out here in California. Um, but uh, John is going to be someone that I've known for longer, that I've known a lot of people that I'll have on the podcast, I'm sure. So... Really excited uh, to go over some stuff with you guys today. We're going to start with weight loss because um, n not recently, but in the last year or so, me and John have, uh, let's figure this out, a combined total. So I went from 208 to, and I'll back up a little bit, 208 to 174. Okay. And you went from what to what? Uh, I went from 264 down to 183, Jeez. and I'm back up to about 188, 190. 264 to 183. Yeah. So what was your total then? Uh, was it 68? Or a little bit over? 68. No, no, no. Jeez, 80. No, it's over 80. So let's say 80. When we talk about where we went to college, it has no effect yeah. on my math. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Because yeah, it's huh? 65. Yeah, so that's definitely 65. So yeah, right around 83. So 83, and then mine was uh, two, 208 to 174. That's about 35. That's 35. Now we have to add those two numbers together. So 35 and 80. 35 and <laughs> 85. 116. Jeez. We lost a lot of weight, Somewhere. dude. Yeah. This guy lost more than me. But I want to <laughs> kind of talk about that for a little bit. I feel like there's a lot of people, whether they watch this podcast or not, I'm not saying uh, a certain demographic is a certain way, but um, we, I want to help. Uh, I want to help you. I want John to help you. John's just, you have to look at the amount of weight that he's lost, that I've lost, and say, okay, we did do something right. Um, and this isn't, calm down, don't turn it off yet. This isn't a braggy podcast, I promise. But we want to talk about how how your mind works through all of this and what what got us here, possibly you here, uh, you know, what steps we can take that actually work and, and how it's not that easy. To, <laughs> you can't, the, the, there's a, uh, I feel like it's, I don't know if it's an American thing or just, Western thing in general, but there's this this movie mentality where one day you're gonna wake up and all of a sudden yep. it's gonna be better or it's gonna be okay. No, it's work. There's a lot of work, and it's not just at the gym. It's nutrition as well. Okay, so back back to what I wanted to talk about. Uh, getting started, I our our society I feel like has gotten to a point where it's there's so much blame that's misplaced. Whereas I'm not saying you should blame yourself for everything and everything's your fault. Right. But I am saying it's easy for us to get in this mindset of like, well, this put me here, that put me here. Sure. And sure. Circumstances 
you know, uh, uh, have a lot to do with where you're at in life, but it's about overcoming them. So just to speak to the circumstantial a bit, um, I want to talk about how we were both, uh, just a smidgen about how we were both uh, in a very similar um, uh, what's the word? religious standing and how that actually did attribute to our weight gain. Yeah. So I'm, again, I'm not saying that, oh, religion made me fat. Uh, you could kind of say that though. <laughs> so um, speak to that a little bit, John, as far as like, you know, what, what, do you, what, what are some elements from inside the religion that we were a part of that you feel like would, con would absolutely contribute to uh, weight gain? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, first of all, in our, how we were brought up, one of the biggest things that was never talked about was physical health. You know, and so a lot of times the people that were, for lack of a better word, put up on a pedestal had Absolutely. terrible health. Uh -huh. The diabetics, uh, <laughs> with nothing true. against diabetics, but a lot no. of times it just had to do with their diet, right, yeah. not with what they were born with. Yep. A lot of times diabetes, especially type 2 or whatever, is reversible by diet. Exactly. So, but that wasn't even really spoken to. It, if anything, it was more praise. They always talked about, I don't know if you ever heard it, but when larger size people got up to speak it was always they'd always make a reference of like biscuits and gravy or oh you know God, all pra time. prayer meetings especially where that's <laughs> yeah. pretty much all it was but when we were brought up it was never really talked about no um it was just kind of pushed aside to speak to that one thing that um uh i'll get up on a soapbox for just a second one thing that i think uh just just when you said that, i hadn't thought about this all the time because we've been you know hashing out ideas the last yeah. couple of days when i was in uh high school tiny high school okay um, I remember, and I mean like, I think the whole school, K, K5 through 12th grade was like maybe 30 of us. <laughs> Someone, I know a, a lot of friends from my high school have seen this, uh, this, uh, the first podcast. So if you want to jump in the comments and set me straight, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> but my, my, so like the upperclassmen, so like from junior high up, which would be our upperclassmen because upperclassmen was like four people. <laughs> we had, uh, I remember we would have from like junior high up, we'd have PE like two or three times a week, I think. PE was playing kickball co-ed. You weren't getting a workout. The kids that were in good physical shape got to show the girls like, hey, I'm in good physical shape. Right. And it really, it was a lot of us ogling over each other, if we're honest. Yeah. Um, but... I remember taking that and thinking one day I was like, no, like, fuck this. Like, this is not, we're not getting anything. Yeah, no, for it's sure. true. For and sure. so I actually took, um, I had gone, uh, a lot of, several uh, uh, women that I've told this to assume that I'm a bad kid because of this. I didn't go to military camp because I was a bad kid. I know that's hard to swallow, but <laughs> that's not why I went. I went, uh, it was just a week-long thing in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I believe it was Cedar Rapids. And it was fun. I learned a lot of stuff. Didn't sleep much, ate a lot of deer, and it was it was cool. It was kind of like Boy Scouts for people who didn't have Boy Scouts because we weren't allowed in the Boy Scouts, no, for God sure. forbid. Um, anyways, they gave us a handbook <laughs> that had given us a lot of like uh, military, like teaching you facing movements, left face, right face, I can't, about, I can't even remember all of them. And then just like workouts. And so what I did was I took all the guys and I asked uh, the pastor, actually my dad was a principal, small <laughs> world. I asked the pastor and my dad if it would be okay, and they said sure. So I took for a semester, I took the guys, and we would do push-ups, sit-ups. We would do cross-country running, and I, and I taught them you know, these facing movements. So that's just going to show you like yeah. how little emphasis is put on your physical fitness as a child. Like I want to get sure. you as an adult, but as yeah. a child, like coming up in it, like you said, these men are heralded. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and there did come a turning point. Um, uh, Jack Scott and a bunch of them, I don't know if he did it, but a bunch of people up there got on that HCG shit and lost weight. Yeah. Uh, a lot yep. of them lost weight. Yep. Which, again, it's that's all diet. So it's not like you're not losing weight, but yeah. it's, it's not putting in the work as much. For sure. Um, 
Anyway, yeah. sorry. I no, 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 for sure. Yeah. No, I don't care, <laughs> uh, but no, actually, now that you brought it up, when I think about high school, um, the high school that I went to, the same thing, small Christian school. Yeah. You know, I had five in my graduating class. I had um, two. Oh. <laughs> Automatic valedictorian, yeah. salutatorian. 100%. Nice. And when I went to college, I would tell them, yeah, half my graduating class yeah. were here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Proud. Um, very proud moment. But I want to say, I don't remember if it was in 8th grade or ninth grade, but uh, my youth pastor, uh, John Brapperson Jr., um, really started, was really the one who started yeah. it. He, he, you know, he implemented it. And, in the garage of pain. Yeah, the garage of pain. I've and it was, um, it was, it started, it started us getting into it. That's uh, awesome. Before we went, before actually I went to college. Um, cause I had never been, believe it or not, I was five foot, I was five foot six, five foot five or five foot six up until I was in seventh grade. Yeah. And I weighed about 185 pounds then. <laughs> so when they bought me clothes and I tell my wife this, uh, Lindsay, and she always feels bad for me. Uh, but when we went shopping for clothes, we had to look for the husky size. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't men. It wasn't boys. It was just this husky. It was a nice way of saying that you are grossly overweight for your age. <laughs> So we want to accommodate you by making these I clothes. remember Husky. Yes, dude. Husky. Yeah, and it wasn't like the cool wolf-looking Husky oh, either. No, no. There was no brand name to it. That was just, you know, it was the kind of when you went to Walmart, they kind of looked at you, pointed to a back section, <laughs> and that was pretty much it. But exactly. when I hit ninth grade, I went through a huge growth spurt where I trimmed out a lot. Mm. Um, I, did, I kept the same weight, and I hit about 6'1". Uh, I grew about six inches in an in a, over period of summer, which is very painful. But <laughs> yeah, I bet. Uh, but no, uh, he really John uh, John Jr. really started that, and still to this day, awesome. I mean, the guy looks—he's yeah. in phenomenal shape. He's in great shape. Um, and he just kind of put that in there. So he was really the first one that I saw that spoke uh, that was really about you know physical yeah. health. Um, but other than that, man, I mean, really, when you look at the people that when we grew up, I mean. If they put them on playing cards with their stats, you know what I mean? On the <laughs> back. Rough. Yeah. Rough. So again, like that, and I think that's a big, uh, to speak to then as an adult, you know, w once you've been in it and, and then you're, you're married, you have kids. And so, you know, the two of you, you and, and I'm not speaking to anyone, anyone's marriage or their spouse, but just as life goes on, like you'll see it in, this isn't just in religion, you'll see it in everyday life. Mm -hmm. Like that you can tell people just let themselves go. And again, this is not me like criti being critical. No, I'm just sure. saying like, cause I was there. So if I'm being critical, I'm being critical of me too. So I'm saying, you know, it's easy to just let yourself go really. Like, look, oh, yeah. you have your house, you have your car, you have your kids and your spouse and you're good. You don't, you don't have to work out if you don't want to. That's yeah. America. Like really. So as adults inside of that, good God, we ate all the time and people were always taking us out to eat, mm -hmm. you know, but that's a, that's definitely a big thing. If you're in uh excuse me, in a leadership position, and, and a position, that's good whiskey. So if uh, if you're in a leadership position, it's kind of understood that you never pay when you go out to eat. Oh, like, for sure. People are going to pay for you. The underlings, so to speak, are going to pay for you. So I'm not saying it's not like that outside of religion or in other circles, yeah. but like that was our experience. And so that, that didn't help at all. And then there was always a potluck dinner at least once a month. At least. And we're from the Midwest, so it was always a fuck ton of like, uh, oh yeah. Uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Um, now it escapes my mind. Um, casserole. Oh my god. Casserole. I ate so much. Ca which is which? Is, I don't mashed cook. potatoes and gravy. Oh my god. Yeah. Rolls. <laughs> yeah. Rolls. Sopping it up. So much bread. Oh yeah. Dude. So much bread. And so. Sure. And I remember that uh, casseroles. And for any, I don't cook. But for any of you that that also don't cook, casserole is basically um, some kind of pasta and usually uh, 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 mushroom soup. And then something else in the kitchen, yeah. and then they put it in a pan and put it in the stove. Casserole is not good. If you like casserole, you have a problem. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. Before I get in any more trouble, 
So something that I wanted that I um, I found happened for me. I went through a period of about I'd say at least a year to maybe two years of trying and giving up, losing weight, feeling like you know having that moment like the night before you watch Rocky or, or something. <laughs> Somehow you find this little bit of inspiration. Sure. Right. Oh man, I want to talk about inspiration and um, uh, inspiration is important and motivation is important. But um, having a schedule and, and uh, you know making yourself do it is, is where the rubber meets the road. Oh yeah, um, and I'm, the words escaping me once again. But discipline. Uh, discipline. Thank you. Discipline over motivation every single time. Thank yep. you, John. Um, so trying, trying, and giving up. And I don't mean trying like the next day you go to the gym for an hour, right. And then you're like, oh, you know what? Fuck it. Like I don't mean that. Although that's that's one of the things that happens. But what I'm speaking to is um, trying to. Over a period of time, I mean like a week or at least two or three days where you're just like, man, I I can do this. I know I can do this. I want to speak to that just briefly about the frustration that, that comes uh, from that, trying over and over again and just not being able to make it stick. Um, talk to that a little bit, John, if you would. I will as well. But Yeah, absolutely. Um, just to kind of give a little backstory, before we moved out, uh, we lived in Indiana um, where, where we went to college and we were there for a while. And uh, really what kind of triggered it, because through college, the, the college we went to, and everybody knows it by now, but it was just a terrible schedule, terrible oh, eating habits. You didn't sleep, you ate no, terrible. It was, it, it was literally, it would literally destroy your health. I still have, I still catch myself eating the same way, not the same types of food, but I'll sit down Start to a meal, within five minutes I'm done, which is terrible way to eat. Yes. Um, but they, I, I mean, I can think. You didn't have time, when you were in, you just didn't have time. There was no it time. It was a McDonald's breakfast. The only, here's the time. I'm sorry, and we're no. gonna get into college a little no, bit later. Sure. But here's when you had time to eat. If you could make yourself stay awake on the way to the bus route in the morning, you could eat your McDonald's breakfast in peace in the car. Yeah. On the highway, on the Dan Ryan. Yeah. Anyways, that was in, when you had time. In, in peace. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if anybody knows the Dan Ryan, it was yeah. no, no peace. There. Yeah, it's like the '91 here in California. <laughs> um, but just and not, not to go, we'll, no. we'll get into college later. Yes, but sure. that kind of set the precedence of terrible eating habits, terrible sleeping habits high stress, um, yeah. and just, just really just wrecked me. So after I gra after we graduated, um, I stayed for my master's, and it was the same thing. I was working full-time job doing yeah. that. So it finally just clicked. A guy at work, believe it or not, I don't know if you remember him when you worked at NCS with a Sal, um, Hispanic guy, though. super cool guy. Yeah. But I just remember like every time he would see, like he saw me and he made the statement to me. And, you know, he was, he was joking around, for but sure. his, his nickname for me was Gordo. <laughs> Which in Spanish is, is fat boy, Spatty, right? Yeah, yeah and not, you know he was playing that nothing by it, and I just thought, I was like, dude, you're absolutely right. So that kind of began yeah. my. I was like, okay. you know what? Let me let me try this. And the okay. apartment complex we lived in yep. had that gym, and that's kind of. I never of, went to that gym. <laughs> right and, I didn't even know we. Had yeah, one. yeah, no, we did, we did. Oh, but that's kind of where it started okay. before I moved out here. But that was that, that was, was short lived. Try and try again. That right? was a try and try again. It was short lived. I tried it for about two weeks, but the that's schedule. A long time. The schedule and everything just gets overwhelming, and we'll and we'll talk about that. But that's for kind sure. of where it, where where it started for me, and that was over. I've lived out here for five years. That was over eight years ago. Damn. That when I first really started, started to try, because after college, man, I put on. I mean, I put on the weight. I mean, Dude, there's same. a reason why over time I was up to two sixty five. I was not that in college. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Well, and I think, I think, uh, and again, maybe there'll be some health experts want to weigh in. And that's great, but I feel like you know your metabolism plays into that a bit too. We're getting yes. older; we're not getting younger. There's yeah. entropy involved. It's just like you're not, you know, uh, you're you're not burning that stuff like you used to, for, for sure. sure. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so 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 let's break that down. Then, so eight years ago, really, was when you first were like you had the aha moment and were like, shit, I need to lose weight. Absolutely. And 
then when did you really start losing the weight? Was it a year ago? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, how for long sure. So, so once we, so when we moved out here, mm -hmm. um, we had just, I just put in my two weeks notice and that was kind of, it's all, all happening at the same time. For sure. So it was a lot going on. Um, and so when we moved out here, I didn't have a job lined up. I had saved up <laughs> money. And I was just like, you know what? Let's move out same here. Same here, except on the saving. I don't have any. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I use saving in a, you know, in a small term there. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but we came out here and everything kind of got put on the back burner. Yeah. Um, my, you know, I started working at a job and it was super high stress. Uh, and from that point on, I did not, I did not start working out or even really doing remotely healthy till a little over two years ago. Okay. So there was about a three year gap from the time I started Nothing. where I just literally, it's for lack of a better word, just gave zero fucks on how yep. I looked on my health, on my schedule. And I, I was just, I put everything before it yep. and it was just, it was terrible. Yeah. It was absolutely terrible. My energy was down. I just felt, oh, yeah, dude, I was yeah. constantly, it was just, I was constantly tired and dude, it was it's just, a vicious cycle. Bro, isn't it? You think about, gosh, think it about, miserable. it's hard for me to envision food as fuel, but it so much is like when you're eating and here's, here's for those of you that are maybe in that place where you're, you're trying and trying again, yeah. like where we've been, John's saying for years on end. Yeah. And, and the same with me and I'll get into mine just uh, briefly, but, um, when you go from eating, if you can make yourself for, let's say for two weeks, eat right. And I don't mean fucking like a rabbit, like salad every no. day. And I don't mean no. crazy. I just mean, uh, uh, clean. Okay. No more fast food. No more. Uh, uh, don't you don't even have to cut out the carbs. Just yeah. eat from home no and try. Yeah, no soda. Get rid of as much sugar as you can. For sure. Um, and and just tr try some turkey. There's. I love turkey. Anyone that knows me and uh, uh, anyone that sees this is gonna that knows me is gonna be like, oh my god, this guy with the turkey again. I love turkey. It's delicious and it's very lean. So again, I'm not trying to like get you on a fitness regime. All I want to say is, if you can take two weeks and just do your best. To not eat out, and if you do, have chicken wings or have you know have some something that's yeah. protein, not fries, not burgers. Uh, if you have a burger, have it protein wrapped, meaning have lettuce around it instead of uh, uh, hamburger buns. I wonder, do they do that back home? You know, I did not hear about that until so we came out California. here. Lettuce was always a condiment that got taken off and put at a, put on the side. <laughs> Nobody really yep. even they were like lettuce Fuck wrap. That. When I first came out here, like protein style, I just thought they meant more meat between the buns. Exactly, yeah. Giggity. Which, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't make sense. How does protein style make sense? I, it doesn't make sense. It, the, I, I guess okay because it's all because there's no carbs. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, okay. Well, there's no there's no carbs as far as, far as coming from bread. bread. Yeah. But yeah, this is the lettuce wrap is the, the way that everybody says it. So. <laughs> At any rate, what I'm saying is. If, if if you if you're tired every day, and it, and you realize like I'm getting a decent if you're getting six to eight hours, you shouldn't be super tired. Yeah. You know, and and again, I'm not saying this is across the board for every single person. Everyone has different health uh, ailments or, or 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 you know what what have you. But if you're getting a decent amount of sleep and you're always tired, check your diet. Mm -hmm. Try that for two weeks and then go get a double cheeseburger for what a dollar twenty nine dollar forty nine and taste the cardboard. Yeah. Seriously. No, you're right. And I'm not saying it's all fast food. I'm saying like your main ones, your Hardee's, Carl's Jr., uh, Checkers, Dairy Queen, McDonald's, Burger King. Take take a week or two. Try just eating clean for yourself and then go have a burger and just taste the difference. It is unreal. Yeah, it is. I couldn't believe it because I did the, the clean eating for a while, several months. Mm -hmm. And then I went, I was, I don't know what was happening. I was running around one day. I didn't have time. I went through McDonald's. I, I ate the burger, but I was like, oh my God, this is awful. Yeah. 
And I'm not trying to be hoity-toity about it, if that makes no, sense. I, but that's just that's what happens. Anyways, trying and giving up, um, I would say I did it. Um, um, I didn't really work at it until after, um, well, a couple times, actually. Uh, w when I was married, I worked at it a couple times, and I would lose a decent <laughs> amount of weight. But um, I think if you're in a relationship or married or engaged, something like that, if you're, um, you know, if your significant other uh, wants to get on board with you, that's amazing. Do mm -hmm. it. But sometimes you, you get, not sometimes, every time you're gonna run at different levels. So trying to figure that out is mm. a bitch. That's not easy. And mm. that was what I'm not blaming anyone else. It was me. But like that was my drawback. Was like we were at different places and we were trying mm -hmm. to come to the same place and it just wasn't gonna happen. And if you're if you're not in a same sex relationship, guess what? It's gonna be very different. Uh, from what I've seen, it's pretty difficult for women to lose weight, and I'm not saying that as a dig at women. No, it's it, just it's hard. It is the body, it's the, the chemical makeup. It yeah, is physically. So my thing, I would say, I, I would say the last, um, uh, the last, I'd say the last three years. Then it would have been on and off, and then finally, in the, during the last year of my life, it's been like really trying to stay on it. But I took a two month hiatus or six month hiatus. I just finished that a couple months ago, and so that was not good. But anyways, all, all, all that me and John are trying to get at is if you're in that place where it's like, man, I've tried so many times, I just can't make it work, it, we get it because we've been there. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, you have to come to a place where um, you're you're huffing and puffing doing something that you shouldn't be huffing and puffing. Or you're. it's just like, for me, honestly, bending over to tie my shoes, oh my God, yeah. that's the worst thing. And I've developed a habit. I got shoes right here. I developed a habit of not uh, tying shoes. I don't tie shoes. I still don't. I've lost the weight. I hate tying shoes, guys. Jays, those are the only things that I tie. But I don't tie shoes. And for the longest time, it was because that is so, this is so difficult. Mm -hmm. So difficult. And so clipping your toenails, tying your shoes, whatever it is, I think for all of us, there comes a point when we're like, okay, something has to change. For sure. So I want to talk to that a little bit. Um, for you and obviously the Gordo moment, um, but like your most your most recent work where you really transform yourself. Yeah. Can you look to either? It doesn't have to be a moment, but can you look to something that was like, damn, like this 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 has to change, or wow, I'm really inspired because I I feel like inspiration and motivation have their place. Discipline is what will get you the results, mm -hmm. but to get you started, a lot of times it takes that inspiring thing or that motivational video, right. or whatever it is. For sure. Um, so what really kicked it for me was um, a couple years back uh, when I when we first moved out here, we were in a, I was in a car accident. Nothing crazy. That's I remember that. And yeah. Nothing crazy, but it just it literally it, it had, uh, herniated my disc about an inch. So my disc was literally an inch out, and that was it fucked up your sciatica. It, yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah, my my whole right uh, right leg was numb and had constant pain, yeah. and so I did about nine months of therapy, um, stretches and chiropractor and injections Damn. and all this stuff to try to alleviate that. And that was a time that I literally put on, I want to say like 40 or 50 pounds. Jeez, that was the over spread. Over how many months? And it, within that time frame, Nine I literally just stopped everything Damn. because I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't lift. Move. Now, now keep in mind, I, it's that was on me because I could have regulated it by how For I sure. ate. But when you're in that place, your mental, when you think like, oh, I can't work out, so it really doesn't matter what I eat. That is the worst place to oh be my in. God, I've been there for the because last Because you months. can regulate, you can regulate weight loss by your diet without having to implement a bunch of weightlifting. Absolutely. Does it help? 100%. But that that's that was the position I was in so after that it was about a year when I finally got my clearance and I started just very lightly doing it um, and I still wasn't in a good place but I just remember waking up I remember waking up and I was just like man something has to change 
and I remember putting on my pants. It was a size 42, uh, 44. I'm sorry, size 44. And, uh, and that's when I was just like, I can't keep going up. No, so yeah, I made yeah. the decision right then that I will not buy any other clothes. I don't care how bad I look in it. I don't care how fat my rolls look <laughs> in the, how tight the shirt I was. Yeah. I made a decision that at that point where I was not going to buy any new clothing. Awesome. Um, I put, I bought a pair of cheap gym shoes and I walked luck. Now for me, it was a little bit easier because I, the apartment complex that we lived in out here had a gym literally 60 feet across. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Right. So I'm not saying that, but I literally just walked across one night and I just, I just started. And for the first six months, I didn't really even lift weights. I literally just did cardio. I did an elliptical. I couldn't do anything else. You know what I mean? I just literally just focused on that. Yeah, and physically you were unable because yeah. of your yeah because of the accident. So yeah. So one thing I want to speak to you real quick, but I, I want yeah. to continue. Sorry, I don't uh, no, mean no, to cut no. you off. Here. That's exactly what I'm doing. Uh, the thing to keep in mind is we're talking about gyms in our apartments. Literally, these are things. The, these apartment gyms, you can buy all the equipment, just about all the equipment they have, yeah. for a decent amount of money, two hundred bucks maybe. Yeah. And you know, elliptical, whatever you can walk, you can run outside. Uh, but dumbbells for me was what really, that's what I was using. That's when I was losing the weight, I wasn't going to a nice gym nope. with a bunch of equipment and neither nope. were you. No, not at so all. For me, it was a lot of dumbbells and just you, YouTube is a beautiful thing. Like <laughs> figuring yep. out, you know, what works and uh, what works for you. So anyways, sorry. No, 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 your, no, absolutely. What, what got you started? So, so would you say it was the accident and the weight gain were yeah, big factors? Yeah. And yeah. it was just, I just woke up one day and I think this comes to everybody. You literally... And I'm not about like, you know, self-hate or, you know, I think everybody ought to be no. very comfortable with who they are, Absolutely. but you ought to be more excited about who you could become. There you go. And I think that's kind of what triggered it for me. It's like, yeah, you know, it didn't really affect my, I, it didn't really affect my personality, but I could tell I was more uncomfortable in social settings. Oh yeah. 100%. Um, I try to use humor a lot more to deflect just because it'd be a hundred degrees outside wearing a hoodie just because I felt like it helped hide it. Did it help hide? Yeah. Absolutely not. If anything, it, it, it more magnified it. Yeah. Um, but wow. I literally just got so, it was I want to say, I would like to say it was an inspirational, like I saw something, I read something, but to be honest, I just more or less got pissed at myself because I knew that I, I was better than what I was yep. and I could become better. Um, and that's really just what triggered it for me. It was just, awesome. I just got so sick of how I was feeling and how I looked, yep. um, and especially with having a younger, you know, at that point going to be having, I mean, we had just had Connor. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't that old. And I just thought, you know, I don't want to be the dad mm -hmm. that, you know, is sitting in the grandstands that can't do anything and he's on the sideline and... Just, I can't be that guy that yeah. he needs me to be. I can't run with him. I can't do what I want to do. So true. Dude. And so I kind of use that as my inspiration, my motivation to say I want to be the healthy dad that sets a good, rep you know, sets a good example mm -hmm. for my son. Mm -hmm. um, and when he looks to me, you know, he doesn't just see the terrible habits. So that's kind right. of what changed it for me. It was all about perspective. Awesome. I like that, dude. That makes that makes. I mean, that's that's a, that's a that's big. You know, I mean, there's a lot of factors that, yeah. that push you to that point. It's not just like, oh, well, this is it. Like, and I like what you're speaking to because to me that says like there doesn't have to we're all different like for me there was one thing really that got me going but you know if i look into it i could i could break it down there could be more than one thing but for you you're naming several elements yeah i think that's great just to show like we're all different we all take sure. different different things work for different people whether it's cardio weights whatever it is mm -hmm. like it's it's gonna be different if you're trying not there's nothing wrong if you're getting with uh some fitness expert and they're giving you a meal plan or something sure. like that like man go for it that's awesome but uh, understand that you're different, and what this person gives you, or what you read online, yeah. you you've got to make it work for you. Mm -hmm. For example, when I let's see, I had uh, my mom had lost a lot of weight. Uh, seeing as how this is not even on this podcast, we're talking about my mom. 
mom. My mom had lost a great deal of weight. I can't remember how much. 20s or 30s, something like that. And she, she did a great job losing it, mostly diet for her. So I noticed that. I talked to her about it, and she said, uh, she just gave me a list of things to buy. And this is not a dig at my mom or anyone that's ever given me nutritional advice. I remember on the weekend I went to Aldi's, which we have one out here now. I went to Aldi's. I bought a bunch of fucking lettuce and a dry salad dressing and like all this stuff. Like I probably spent 150 bucks, and I threw that food away a week later because yep. I didn't want to eat any of that. Yep. I don't like lettuce. Should I be eating more greens? Absolutely, but I'm not. And I'm not saying like, oh, just do whatever you want. But you have to find out what works for you. You have yep. to find out what you like. What, and again, that, that's for me. For, for sure. me, I had to find out what kind of food I enjoyed the taste of, but also wasn't that's, killing me. That's a great point. You know, that, that's what I had to do. And it, that may not be it for you. I've got a friend, um, Trenton, who was able to, he did those uh, Soylent uh, drinks. Like, I don't know how you do that. Props. Because <laughs> with his, with what he did was he trained his mind to understand, like, I don't need uh, uh, the satisfying taste of pizza or a hamburger or fries. I just need fuel to get me through the day, something to ingest to <laughs> run my body, just yep. like you put gas in your car. Yep. My mind, I'm not saying it can't go to that place, but I don't want to go there. I'm good with never, ever going there. So you have to figure out what works for you. Absolutely. So, yep. You know, that was, that's something I just wanted to speak to as far as like diet. Like you can have people throw all kinds of ideas at you and you can listen to what I have to say and what John has to say. You have to figure out what works for you. That's, yeah, that's, that, that's a great point, man. They have, a, um, I don't know how many different, I mean, I tried, not, not diets. I do, and you can crucify me for this or not. I don't believe in dieting as in dieting as yeah. what a lot of the health marketers and everybody will push on you or this diet pillar, green teas and all this stuff that people use to make money, yeah. which is fine because a lot of times I'll, I'll let people be like, hey man, if it works for you, definitely do awesome. it. Because it has a placebo effect. Even if there's actually no natural, if by doing something it makes you and makes you want to do the actual healthy thing, do it. But you spoke to it, and I think what a lot of people re don't realize is they want to get healthy, they don't realize how expensive it can be to start oh, eating shit, healthy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, what I would say to you is, what's more important? I, I would just do a quick, just yeah. a quick judge, and this is up to you. But for instance, for one of the things I did was I cut out cable. 120 bucks a month for cable. I could take that money and implement it in buying, in, into buying more and healthier foods. Why? Because that's a priority. Yep. So rather than watching people eat healthy on TV <laughs> on for 120 bucks a month, right. I then just took that money and dumped it back into my budget and say, you know, it. let's try to eat, let's try to eat healthy because it yep. can be expensive. Which a lot of times turn, turns people off. They try it for two weeks. Yep. They look at their budget and they're like, like oh my god, why would I want to? Why would I want to spend you know 15 bucks to do this when I could go to you know, KFC for five bucks and get 15 pieces of chicken. It's so true. It's, it, it's, so it's convenience. But I think you, you, you said it well when you named out uh, or called out a fast food restaurant. It's true that that is, that it's cheaper in some ways, but I find that if I'm, uh, uh, if I'm getting, you know, sausage and eggs, I'm buying them at the store mm -hmm. um, and I'm not eating crazy healthy. Like I'm not on some crazy health kick. I'm just eating cleaner. I say, and I'm not, disagreeing with you because like if I ate a McDonald's every day yeah it'd be super cheap but like you can uh, I I contest that there's not okay if you're gonna go super crazy and like eat only organic and that mm -hmm. sort of thing and I'm not against that for sure but if you're if that's what you're doing yeah you're gonna spend some money good point but I feel like you're gonna balance out a lot of that fast food it's not you're not gonna spend that much True. more if you're eating from home yeah so I'm not disagreeing with no, you that's I'm saying point. like like you can, you can do it uh, you just have to, like you said, prioritize. For like, sure. 
you know, for for what I would spend, and I loved. Oh my god, I would eat Chick Fil A almost every. <laughs> oh my god, their breakfast, yeah. delicious. Do, they, do have, they have that out there? In, do they have that in the Midwest? Or? We have Chick Fil A out there. Did they, did they put it out there? I don't know if they have breakfast, but yeah, I think there's one in Crown Point now. Is there? Yeah, man, mm-hmm. the Mecca. So, <laughs> or Sherville, Miraville, that area. I'm pretty sure. I still kneel every morning. Yeah, you have to. You have Basically, to pray. Hey, JC, we'll get to that. <laughs> I face Stewart Park. <laughs> uh, at any rate. Another story. <laughs> we should tell that one though. Um, oh shit! See, this is a good conversation. Mm. Um, Fast food budget. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, if I if I were to, oh my god, and, and I would drink sweet tea for breakfast or Coke from McDonald's. I went to McDonald's. Yep. I was drinking so much of my calories and my sugar. So sweet tea for breakfast, and then their their crosscut fries for breakfast, and then a sandwich uh, with bread. And I was like, oh, why am I so fat? Well, I'm so fat because I'm eating <laughs> terrible food. Yeah. And I'm spending a lot of money. For what I spent seven or eight bucks on that breakfast, mm-hmm. I can buy uh, two dozen eggs. And I can buy uh, the sausage. I can buy two rolls point. of sausage. Yeah. So, and again, I'm not saying this is across the board. I'm just saying, for me, this is what worked. And it kind of evens out. Like yeah, I, can, point. I can eat more for less and it's better food yeah are the eggs from an actual chicken's ass are they are are they grown in a yeah. in something i don't know from, from but, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's better for me i can yeah. tell you that yeah um anyways my uh just i'll, I'll say it briefly but i feel like i really had my, my mother helped uh uh um like get me into the rhythm and, and dedication and uh discipline and just keep missing that word um, of like making making the diet and everything work, but the inspiration for me came from uh, my friend Josh Bennett. Um, I don't know if he'll see this or not, but Josh um, Josh has uh, he he had an, and I and I'm not I hope he's fine with me mentioning this. I'm not trying to say anything negative at all, but Josh had an, an accident, and due to that, um, he was not um, uh, he's. Not, his leg, I believe it's one of his legs. I can't recall which. I believe it's his right leg. Just doesn't function properly. Uh, and Josh, I hadn't seen Josh in years. Um, and Josh came and visited me here in California. We had an amazing time. My brother came as well. And when Josh visited me, every day, he would go to this little gym right here, and he would he would do work for like an hour. I'd be at work, and he'd go to this little gym and he'd put in work. And then, and he had lost a lot of weight. He had done really well. Um, and he would come home and then I'd come home later in the evening and we'd sit there and talk and he'd say, yeah, you know, you just gotta, you know, and I'd sit on the couch and like eat a whole bag of potato chips and think, oh, see, well, I'm not losing any weight. And he's like, you, what? Like go, go to the gym. It's right here. I've been going and stop eating that terrible food. So, um, and he didn't say anything of those to me. He was very kind, but that seeing him, seeing his dedication and thinking, if this guy can go do it, I can do it too. For so sure. whatever your inspiration has to be or whatever your motivation has to be, I feel like there has to almost, not the stars align, but something close to that where things fire off in the right succession. Yeah, for sure. Where you see something like I saw my friend or John has two or three things that like contribute to, oh shit, like I need to, I need to change this. Like I think that plays a role. Yeah. I don't think, I highly doubt that it's just one thing. Like, there's a video that I love that's motivated me, like, when I'm in the gym all the time. I love it. It's from Mulligan Brothers. It's amazing. But it can't be just that. Yeah. You know? So, anyways, sure. that's that's the inspiration motivation. Um, and then, because I'm the social media guy, that's my thing, um, I want to speak to how this is going to be a funny statement, but it's going to be in the tagline, I think, so I'm just going to say it. How Snapchat helped me lose weight. 
and that sounds stupid and that sounds very uh, 13 year oldish probably but it's true and this will be I want you to you know mention your thoughts on that as well especially if you disagree <laughs> uh, but my my thoughts are uh, because snapchat and now Instagram have a stories option where you can post something that's gone in 24 hours and I have found an incredibly supportive community of people, people that I've never met, mm -hmm. never met, whether it's uh, people that have a great following and have a fitness program themselves, or just someone like me that has gone through a transformation or someone that's trying to, there's a lot of people, most especially on Instagram and a few on Facebook that I've never met. And yeah. Some of them actually live out here in California, but I've never met them face to face, but we encourage each other, yep. whether it's a caption on a post or a comment. What I've found with Snapchat and Instagram is that uh, that stories option where something goes away in 24 hours, where you might feel like posting a selfie and it's going to be there forever is kind of narcissistic, and I'm not saying it's not, um, or like just always pictures of yourself is kind of like, ah, like I don't like me that much, no one else will either. Mm -hmm. I get all that thought sure. process, but when you're posting something that's going to be gone in 24 hours and not that many people are going to see it, it kind of tempts you like, hmm. I think I will. Yeah. Like, and and I like that. And on top of that, anytime I post something where I'm in the, and I post every time I go to the gym, I post because you know if you if you, you go to the gym and you don't post, did it happen? The tree didn't fall in the woods. Yeah. So, you um, it's all it's all jokes. Um, but all that to say, I always get positive feedback. Yeah. I always get someone in my inbox saying, hey, just just a you know bicep emoji or like. Hey man, good work. Good to see you getting after it. Like I always get positive feedback, yeah. and do I put that post out there just to get the positive feedback? Yeah, For sure. absolutely. Because it's it's helpful. You mm -hmm. need that. You need encouragement. Uh, I don't care where you're at in a fitness journey or where you're going. Like having someone give you a good shot in the arm, I don't think you can put a price tag on that. For sure, it's very very good. So that that's my bit on uh, very much believing that social media can For help sure. you lose weight. Also. Be careful, <laughs> because I'm. It's funny because I mentioned this to John earlier, and I put. I remember putting out a post right after I'd gone to the gym, and it was just like me, a thumbs up, and it was real close up, so I was sweaty. You can see my warts really well, or moles, whatever the hell these are, and I, I do remember very vividly someone coming and commenting and saying, "You're ugly." <laughs> I'll never forget it. And I think I commented back to him, or maybe I deleted it. I don't know. But yeah. I'm not saying that you will never, ever no. get negative feedback. It will happen. But overwhelmingly so, especially if you can reach out to people that are on their own fitness journey, mm -hmm. you're going to get so much positive reinforcement. Sure. It's a huge tool. And and just to kind of speak to that. A huge tool to help. I yeah. can come across wrong. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> and to speak to that, for all the bad, I mean, I mean you, see, you see it on the news and people talking about it, oh, online bullying and all this stuff, mm -hmm. it's a great reverse. I oh, think yeah. because yeah, are there always going to be dicks out there that are going to say, uh, you know, you suck and you know, oh, you're fat. It's probably some 600 pound dude behind a keyboard not True. doing anything. Keyboard warriors. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're called, keyboard yeah. warriors. So you're always <laughs> going to have that. Don't let that stop you. But I think it's a great turn because these are people that have no investment in you. They have no obligation yep. to tell you you yeah. look good. Yeah. You know, it's like when your wife asks you, does this does this dress make me look fat? <laughs> I am <invested>. obligated, a hundred percent, to say absolutely not. <laughs> and you know, FYI, Lindsay, if you're watching this, I love you, babe. Um, but no, it's just there's th there's cer there's certain things when you're put in a position where yeah. you you have obligations to do that. Mm -hmm. So when you put something out there, and you, for lack of a better word, you kind of expose yourself properly, um, yeah. and you put yourself out there, and you get complete strangers that, to be on to be in all honesty, look a million times better than I honestly will ever look. Oh, but they're saying, hey, yeah. man, great job at putting in the work because 
uh, it's, it's, they have no obligation to do that. So yes, that motivation and inspiration from putting that out there. Because as you know what, other people that really have, they could say nothing. But they choose to comment, they choose to do this community, and it just kind of gives you that thing, you know what, I think I'm going to keep doing it. And you become, and you feel a part of something, um, rather than, but again, motivation and inspiration will only take you so far. True. Um, it's discipline. It's discipline 100%. Because there's days you wake up and you literally do not want to do anything. Oh, no. And some days you don't. And some days you don't. You know, but that's when you look at it and you have to say, because it's all about perspective and, and balance. And, you know, and a lot of times I think that's where since we're talking about health is a lot of times I think that's why it gets put on the back burner because you know when especially in how we were raised yeah you, you have ki well yeah religion but you have, yeah. you have kids you have your job you have finances oh my god and and just putting this plug in there a lot of times when we were and not to reference our religion or how we were raised we're, too that's much that's the next topic so let's because it's gonna it's gonna it. segue a lot into it but I feel like we have to make mention of it because that's really what formed us when you think Absolutely. about it it was a foundation and were you born into it or were you oh no bro i was okay. i was born i was born in hammond indiana yes were you born at st margaret's we were born at the same we were born <laughs> at the same hospital st mary's st mary's no is it margaret's or mary's no st mary's damn st mary uh, now that i think about it that it could be either one it was one of those things that we do not endorse <laughs> we do not endorse the catholic religion no, just kidding we, don't we love you we love you catholics of course we do but uh <laughs> Yeah, so, no, we, I was born there. I was born into yeah. it, um, and my parents, they they were not, they were first-generation Christians. Um, Same here. They were not, they were into it. They met, and, you know, they kind of started Did off. Did they meet at college? No, oh, okay. they, I think they, you know, now that I think about it, they met, um, they were both came from military families. They were both, oh, okay. they're, um, my dad was in the Air Force, my mom's dad was in Air Force. Got it. Um, my dad's dad was in the Air Force, so yep. I come from an Air Force family. Nice. Um, and they met on one of the bases, and I think they, they met, dated three months later, three or six months later, they were they were married. That's military. Things happened a lot faster <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, well, in military too, yeah, I think. Yeah, I military know. time. <laughs> uh, but no, so no, I was definitely I was definitely brought I was definitely brought up in it. Um, for, I was, for lack of a better word, baptized from the moment I from the moment I was oh, born. For it, sure, it, in, yeah, a hundred percent into. Um, and I feel like. So you were probably so you were born on a on a Wednesday in in the nursery on Sunday. Like yeah, that, yeah, that that yeah. kind of thing. One hundred percent. Absolutely. One hundred percent. So yeah, uh, but speaking back to the balance is yeah. they and which always cracks me up because everybody preaches about balance and how you got to balance your family and religion and but the two biggest things that I always found struggled within our within our religion was finances and health. Huge. Nobody and the people that taught about taught about finances. Tom Kimmel. Let's just say his name. Yeah. Uh, so this guy taught <laughs> a class called personal finance. You couldn't, you couldn't graduate without taking this class. Yes, and I never understood it. I feel like I took it twice. I know for sure at least I took it once. Oh, for sure we've had to take it. Yeah, I, I finance I, one and two. I never got it. I, I never knew what he. I could never figure it out. Yeah. And here's why. I don't know if he's out or still serving, but he went away for a Ponzi scheme. Yep. The guy that was teaching me how to run my finances and. And, and 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 at some point supposed to run a family off of how he taught me and mm -hmm. run a church off of how he taught me and run a ministry off of how he taught me, he's in prison for a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Yep. That's how skewed that shit is. Yeah, it is. And and like you said, fitness, like who 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 inside yeah. a religious circle anywhere ever at any time, and I and, and this is no offense to John because he's a standout for sure, but aside from him, who in your life did you encounter inside that religion that was like, hey, Let's go to the gym. Let's do this. Let's do that. No. Nothing. Not There's once. nothing. Not once. Well, that's not true. Well, I'll take that back. Okay. I'll take that back. I don't know who you were thinking of. There, there was... <laughs> Let's there, see if it's the same guy. There was one was guy. Was college? Yes. 
There was one guy who, who actually got got it um, was into it. Um, Mike. For me, it was uh, Labuda. Yeah, but oh, okay, okay. But then he was somewhat of an authority figure. Yeah. Are you like, talking I'm, about like higher up? No, I'm Cassid is what I'm saying. But Cassid only. <laughs> but that was only like okay. So when you were a freshman, they had this. Uh, I I feel like what we were a part of was very. The two the two words to describe it best were 1950s <laughs> ideology. Yes. Uh, which is why we all wore suits and ties, and all the girls wore dresses, and we never wore shorts. Shorts was actually, yeah, <laughs> shorts was actually against the rules. By the way, you weren't allowed to wear shorts. At mm. least, only like, inside the gym. <laughs> you couldn't wear them going you, to yes, the gym. Yeah, literally, you had literally. to change. Oh my god! You had yes. to wear windbreakers over your shorts to the gym. But once you got into the gym in front of hundreds of people, you could take your pants off. Then you're good. <laughs> Thumbs up. Great idea. Yes, phenomenal. Take your pants off. Take that, your pants off. That might actually be the tagline. I don't Take know. Your I'm pants toying off. with a few different ones. A few <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. So I forgot about casting. Oh my god. Yeah. So, but 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 it was 1950s and yep. it was militaristic. That's yes. what they wanted. Like, yes. make your bed. Get up at a certain time. We're gonna come turn the lights on. And then as a freshman, were we freshmen the same year? Yes, we were. Okay. So as a freshman, this guy would yank us out of bed, and I mean, we're, 200 kids. Yeah, usually it was the whole it was a whole rice dormitory. So yeah. Damn. So, Yanker's all out of bed at like, I don't know, some ungodly hour. It was like 6. Yeah. Well, it's 5 not ungodly, but No, it, it is when you work in a third shift. <laughs> when you work in a third shift and you never went to sleep or whatever it is, you, 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 there was no regulation of, like you said, your fitness or your diet. You yeah. just, it was literally impossible. So, um, did we? I feel like we had weights towards the end of the gym. Weights? Did we have weights at the gym? They did. They actually, they actually and I will, I will put this plug in there. Nobody ever used them um, <laughs> except for the guys who somehow never had to work. Um, there was like yeah. five of them. Five PKs. Yeah. They yeah. Um, but no, they did, they did bring in a gym. They did have, don't worry, they won't watch this podcast. Yeah. Right. They did have a gym there, but there was just no, there was no focus on it. It was like, if you were a rebel and didn't really do anything on Saturdays and you got back before 10 PM, then maybe you, yeah. you went and hit the gym. But one there was day of the week. One day of the week. There was no focus. No, no focus well, on there the couldn't be. Really. So let's break down a schedule. We went to Hiles Anderson college in Crown Point, Indiana on Burr street and our schedule. Well, you do yours. I'll do my schedule. Mm -hmm. So I think the busiest I ever got was I was working on ground staff, mm -hmm. and I was also working a second shift job. We were working the same same place I think mm -hmm. then, so be my senior year. I was working a second shift job, and I feel like I was, yeah, each semester I was taking minimum eighteen credits, so full load of classes. I would uh, be up because I had to work on grounds at six something. We weren't roommates my senior year. Um, I would get up at a, sometime around six. I'd go to work on grounds. Keep in mind, this is Indiana in the middle of winter usually, so I'm shoveling snow at six in the morning. That's how I start my day for like half an hour. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to work for a full hour, but I only worked half an hour. And then, I, I, what did I make? Like four dollars an hour or something? It was hilarious yeah, right. what you made. Um, it's like prison pay, I think. Yeah, it can't be far off. <laughs> we don't have Jamie to do research, but it is, uh, it's plenty. There's not a, not plenty. Plug for Joe Rogan's podcast. <laughs> JRE, have me on, Joe. So uh, uh, I get up at 6, I do that, run back to my room, shower real quick, go to class, uh, class, 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 chapel, class. I feel like there's a class after chapel. But until yep. like 12 or 1 uh, was when you'd be done with your day of, of classes in chapel and getting your face ripped off uh, because you weren't perfect. <laughs> and so, so you do that, and then I was dating at the time. I uh, senior year, I was engaged uh, at some point, halfway through the year. So I had to have time for my fiance. So I'd spend some time with her, and then I'd go to work, and I'd work until 
Jeez, dude. That that was the shitty second shift. It was a late one. Uh, till midnight, well, and then sometimes we'd have OT. Well, keep in mind, just to kind of oh, preface that. Oh, and commute. That, yeah, really the big thing was was the commute because there was an hour, right? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking, especially in the wintertime, we're, mm. dri we're driving to, uh, you know, towards Chicago, you know, which doesn't seem bad. It's like, you know, maybe 30 minutes away if, as the curve yeah. flies. But with traffic and everything like that, it's for sure. So, yeah, that was, that's, that, that was a solid yeah, schedule. Yeah, so that, and so what I left out is, I'm in college. I have to study for shit. I have papers to write. <laughs> when do you do that? Yep. The day I just laid out for you literally has no time to do that. So you know when I did that? At 2 and 3 in the morning when I was back in my dorm and I couldn't go do it in the room because it was lights out but the lights were on in the hallway. So I'd sit in the hallway on my computer or writing things on my notepad to study for the text and the test the next day. Yep. I want to say average was close to about four hours of sleep. And I'm not coming at that like I know if you know me I'm all about that hustle shit like that's cool. But I'm not coming at it from that angle. I'm coming at it from the angle of that was hard. That was not fun. For that was sure. not easy. That was very difficult. So yeah. um, uh, I don't know how I got into all that. But that's my schedule. Give me your schedule. Yeah. No, mine was mine was very similar. Yeah. Um, when we, you know, my, I think my sophomore year is really when it started. Uh, my freshman year was kind of chill because I worked my ass off that summer to help yeah. pay for the first semester. So. Um, so you could have been in the gym, asshole. Yeah, I could have been. My, my fault. <laughs> I, but then again, like it was never even a priority. I was no, just like, and was going to push you. Up to, go. to that point, though, I wasn't. I wasn't in terrible shape. I mean, yeah. if I look back at my college pictures oh, of, no. of my freshman year, and I'm like, I was looking good. I would date that guy. I have, hell yeah. <laughs> I have yet to get back to the weight that I was. I, no. Who sent? Were you? We had a group chat the other day. Someone's Bobby, someone's, I think. Sent someone a sent it with, I was like, in the pew or the one yeah, around the Christmas tree. I don't remember which one it was, but someone sent a picture, and I was like. Oh my yeah. God, my face! Yeah, not just age. age and I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know if I'll ever get back down there. Yeah, because um, that was just that was a terrible schedule. Uh, yes. But no, my schedule is the yes. same. Because and what he did and what he didn't also put in there is that you also had to find three hours a day on top of doing all your other stuff. You know, you had to have a walk with God. Oh, of course. You well, know, I, I mean? didn't put it in there. Let me right. tell you why. Didn't happen. <laughs> no, I wasn't reading the book. But if you were supposed to, <laughs> yeah, but, oh yeah. And that was and it's like when were you supposed to do that? You're supposed to spend an hour a day. And there's literally the, the schedule they had laid out for what should have happened was about a 32 to 36 hour day. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And you easily, and you literally had 24, which you had to get sleep. Yeah. Um, and this is literally this schedule, even though it wasn't the same um, activities. This schedule was Monday through Sunday. Oh, absolutely. Because Sunday, if you were if you were fishing, and I was there, I was full, I was full bore. Oh so, yeah. Um, I mean, we're talking getting back from from night bus, you know, 11, so 12 o'clock. So let's break that down a little bit. So. Um, Give me your give me your weekday schedule okay. first though. So week weekday schedule, uh, five forty five up shower. You were a dorm soup then. Uh, senior, no? junior, and senior year I was. Um, okay. Or second part of junior. I okay. forget. It was a while back, but yeah, I, I was a dorm soup. Yep. Um, I worked on staff there. Um, and I taught classes. Shame. But we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, no, but yes, uh, five forty five, six o'clock, and then you had your first, and then it was get, getting everything ready for the day, and it was classes. Hey, you you yeah. If, if Be you're in dorm soup status, you're also Going through every room on your dorm floor, twenty yeah, rooms, making waking, sure everybody's waking all the guys up, making sure beds beds are made, um, and <laughs> making sure everything was up, up to par so in case ridiculous. somebody important walked through. Yep. Um, yeah. And then it was classes. I took, I think the my I max, I was able to max out because I wanted to try to get done as soon as possible. Hell yeah! Um, and make sure I did finish within the four years. So I um, I was averaging between twenty and twenty two credits <sighs> um, a semester, um, and did that and again that was all the way up until like you said class 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 chapel five minutes of lunch class and then i had we had to leave we had to leave by like one thirty two o'clock yeah 
Yeah, we um, were gone. And then from then, it was a lot of times, if you were in the wintertime, you weren't back till, you know, oh, one, God. two o'clock. Yeah, too easily. E e like, easily. Yeah. And then after that, obviously, you had, then, to, you had to find time for papers. And, and then sometimes, it's the, here's the problem, not problem, but here's the thing. The real world would collide with our, I'm going to say it now, our cult that we were in, the religion we were a part of. The real world would collide with that so often. Your boss would say, hey, we need, I don't think, yeah, it happened at CS, like, very a couple times mm -hmm. NCS National Consolidation Services, Services yeah, it's where we worked. Um, it's a cool place. Yeah, it was. It's a good job. Uh, but uh, the real world would collide, and sometimes our boss Wayne would be like, uh, "Hey, I need you to stay overtime tonight." Cool, but I have to be up at five forty. I have to be up at six. I have the papers. I have this and that. Sure, I'll stay. I need the money. Yeah. So I'll stay and just I'll just sleep less. Yep. Um, That's cool. <laughs> there's that. There's hey, you need to come in on Saturday, which was. Big no-no. So let's speak to the weekend, um, <laughs> not the singer. Uh, so on the weekend, if you were, like you said, full bore, if you were all in, the weekend consisted of all day on Saturday being in a not-so-nice area of Chicago for many of us. And I mean all day, like we'd have a meeting in the morning, mm -hmm. and uh, and I stayed, I don't know how I stayed away for those meetings. I definitely nodded off, because like super, it was the same meeting. Like, go out and talk people into coming to church. Tell you what, if they don't want to come, tell them we're going to give them a goldfish or a pizza or a PlayStation or mm -hmm. whatever. So many times people would tell me those are bribes and I would find all these ways to excuse them. They were bribes. 100%. <laughs> like, there's no way they were anything else. Anyway, mm -hmm. so Saturday morning you have your meetings, then you take that hour drive to Chicago and then usually it's cold as fuck because you're there during the winter. You take the hour drive and you spend all day there. And I mean until... Some days until 8 or 9 or 10 o'clock. Easily, yes. Yeah. Yep. And you do that all day. And what you're doing all day is you're knocking on doors, the same doors that you knocked on the week before, mm -hmm. in many cases, and you're inviting people to get up way too early the next morning to drive an hour to come listen to someone scream about how they're a sinner and then drive back another hour and feel like a piece of shit the rest of the day. Mm. That's what you're inviting them to do. You're just breaking that down. Yeah. So you do that all day, and I mean all day. Well... Not true. I watched a lot of pirated movies at Ricky's house. Um, so uh, a lot of us uh, slacked it's, off. We would say we're there all day, but it's true. Like I Safe houses. Yeah. You had two or three houses on your bus route, um, which because we would pe pick people up on the bus on Sunday. You had two or three houses generally where you knew like you could get away for a little bit. Mm -hmm. and nothing devious it, in reality. You'd yeah. be watching a movie that was unsanctioned or against the rules that could get you kicked out, but it's a fucking movie. Like, whatever. Yeah. So... Uh, and you could, you know, you could hang out, you could chill with these people, they would feed you tons of delicious Mexican food, it was amazing. So, um, anyways, all that to say, you would spend all day in Chicago. Yep. And then, you'd get back late, eight or nine, if you got lucky, you might get to spend some time with your fiance, or your girlfriend, your mm -hmm. significant other, uh, for an hour or two maybe, after you've been literally beating the streets most of the day, and you're tired, and she's like, why won't, and I'm not saying this is anyone in specific I'm mm -hmm. just saying like why won't you pay attention to me like babe I have been I am so tired like well this is our only time to see each other I'm sorry I'm tired as fuck anyways that's that's what that was your day on Saturday yep. at least to my knowledge and then Sunday same thing you're up even earlier on Sunday had super get, early you had to get a bus you had to get a bus we, they rented buses leased buses rented I don't know every Sunday you had to be up early to go get a bus super cold 
You, you try to get something for breakfast, generally no breakfast, until you got to the bus route. And if you had money for McDonald's, then you would buy breakfast from McDonald's. Then you'd get there and you'd go knock on doors. Not, not only, think about this, not only were we getting people out of bed on Sunday morning like, hey, wake up, it's time to go to mm -hmm. church. We would do, I would do runs before the bus got there. Oh yeah, for sure. To make sure that they're up. They were up and ready, yeah. It's about a half, half hour to 40 minutes before the bus even came around. What assholes. It's Sunday morning. Let me sleep. Yeah. No, I'm not. No, I'm not coming to church today. Come on, man. I remember talking so many people into coming to church yeah. that didn't want to be there, and then we would wonder why kids would get violent, yeah. or why kids would get be them upset. all jacked up on sugar on the yeah, bus. Yeah. But they didn't want to come anyways. No. You know, damn. And so you would do that. You get them to church. Uh, you you do the church thing. You'd hopefully not have any fights on Willow Court. Hopefully everything went well. Larry. And then. <laughs> Sorry, inside joke, so that won't apply to anybody unless they, that will not apply someone, to Someone will watch this who either knows Larry or has a Larry or yeah. has known a Larry. There's a Larry in every church. Yeah. And we had several. Uh, Jaime mm -hmm. was a Larry. Um, Mike. Mike. <laughs> That was something way off. Yeah. Anyways, we're, we're Some not... Some people that genuinely just should not have been brought to church. Yeah. I lo love them. Oh, yeah. And we're not trying to be... Lost your way to it's just, it's just... Yeah, exactly. It just was very unwise. Yeah. Many of the practices that, they were that we did were unwise. <laughs> were yeah. Great. It was a good time. At any rate, you do the Sunday morning thing. You bring them back to Chicago. So, let me lay it out. You're Now you're back in Chicago, yep. right? But... You, and you've got to go back for Sunday night church because you got to see God twice today or the man of God. So you, you, you got to go back, but you also have people that want to, uh, for whatever reason, they also want to come back to church. So you wait there for like uh, three hours, two hours yeah. after you drop everyone off. And then you come, then, then you pick, go do more pickups and you bring them back. So they come back to church. Now they're back at church. Then you come back. Uh, then after church, you got to drive them all back to Chicago. <laughs> yeah. And that's your weekend. Like, I'm, just, I'm exhausted just talking about Just talking about, about it. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it was it was a rigorous schedule, to say yeah. the very least. Um, at any rate, I don't, I don't want to drag on too long. I don't know how much time you have left. Oh, no, so I'm, I'm good. Not, okay. No, I'm good. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Um, so... Uh, let's just speak to a little bit of that. Like I've talked a lot about chaos. So you you tell me something from the weekend that maybe I've left out or that kind of stood out. Like you know, it, what's what's mind boggling to me is that going through for okay I can't say for four years because the last year was on Stuart Mason's route and no one did shit on that route, uh, which is why we were there. Um, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but um, the guy did spell his name right though. Um, the the thing that boggles my mind now is that. For three years, and I would have gone four. I didn't stop going, doing what I was doing because I thought it was wrong. Mm -hmm. I was just tired and yeah. I was over it. For three years, I did this and did not. There was nothing wrong. I was tired. I was sick all the time. Help, yeah. Um, I, I was tired. I was sick. I was hungry. I was not a happy person. And not just for myself, but like how I was affecting others. These people I was bringing to church. Like, I never saw anything wrong with any of that. Yeah. Not once did I stop and think and say, we the fuck, it, what is this? We weren't supposed to think. You weren't allowed to. No, you were just, it was just due. I remember, I will say that, and I, I'm not, I used his name once, I won't use it again just in case he's not cool with it, but <laughs> my bus captain, when I, when I was brought up, I remember asking him, he was actually the one guy, I remember that. the one guy that I would, that I tied to that, got me through college 
and I attribute a lot. Like he kept me sane. I could it could have gone very wrong. I could have come out of it a lot worse. Oh, for sure, a lot worse, and been super bitter. Um, I look back on it, and most of it was a waste, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I look back and I say, you know, it was an experience that at it least you. it changed me, and it gave me a perspective of now I can kind of see everything full circle. I'm not, so I wasn't yeah. like super on the left where it's like, oh, all religion. And, but at the same time, it brought me back where now everything was all religion. So now it kind of being on the opposite side or kind of in the middle. Yeah. It kind of gives you that full perspective. You can kind of, you know, pick and choose the bad with what you want. And if yep. you're still in it, Hey, do you, this isn't like, Hey, get out of IFB. Well, you know, <laughs> sorry, I keep interrupting you. No, no, you're good. I want to say this because this is something that I haven't said on the podcast yet. And I'm sure I'll repeat it with different guests. I am happy for anyone who is happy. For sure. And if your happiness, part of it comes from belief in God, great. Yep. If you're happy and you're not shoving God on someone's throat uh, and you're not constantly inviting someone to your church, I'm not saying that you can't, that's fine. But if, if you're happy and you feel like God, church, religion somehow is attributing to that happiness, yeah. good. And no, I'm not pandering. I'm just saying good for you. That's yeah. great. No, for sure. I'm, I'm happy for you. That's yeah. awesome. So. This, I mean, this podcast, we're going to talk about all kinds of things, and religion is going to come up a lot, and culture is going to come up a lot. And I don't say that to to anything that I would consider a cult. If you're in a cult and you're happy, great. No, 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 no. You need to wake up. It's not easy. It's very hard. We've done it, okay? But if you're worshiping God in a way that is uh, productive for you and it makes you feel better, mm -hmm. great. Yeah. I'm thrilled for you. Absolutely. I have this conversation at least once a week with someone where they're like, dude, you know, uh, I still go to church, though. I'm like... So yeah, that's, no, for that's sure. great. Well, I still believe in God. Awesome, good. I'm glad for you. That's great. Yeah. And I think that's what's a beautiful thing about humanity that gets drowned out by social media and negativity and what's going on in the world and politics. And I'm not throwing that all away. I'm just saying there's a lot of good, happy people out there, and yeah. we're not making the noise. The negative people are. Yeah. So sorry. I totally no, no, no. Hijacked. But but what you said was is a good is a good point though because people think we're not out there saying don't go to church. We're not we're not out there saying, you know, you know, trying to pull people away. And I think a lot of people do that. Oh yeah. So having the perspective we have, it gave you the exact perspective that you just said. You now have the freedom to say, hey, be who you want to be. If going to church makes you a better person, if believing a certain way makes you a better person, phenomenal. Great. But if you're doing it just to fit in, but in the back of your mind, you know, like something just does not feel right. Chances are there's it's something not right. not right. Yeah. And not to say that I was I was brought up great. I had a great Same upbringing. I would not change that. No, for sure. So I'm not coming no. from a perspective of I, you know, I was like you. The first podcast that you had done, um, mm -hmm. you guys brought up physical abuse. Yeah, what well, my mother went through. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I had the privilege of being brought up in a home. Where I never experienced any of that. Yep. Um, I was always loved. I was always cared for. So yes. I'm not coming out of something negative, looking back and saying as I want to change home life. As far as home life yeah. goes. My home life directly related to the church that we went to. Yep. Their church that we went to directly related to the college that we went to. Oh, oh, yeah. So think of it like a, a Christian assembly line. You got your Bible, <laughs> you got your shirt and tie, you got your suit, you it got is. on the little train, you went to your kindergarten through K twelve in a Christian cutter. school. From there, you got shipped off to you know to Hiles. That's yep. where you went. If you said any other college, it was frowned upon. Yeah. And I do mean any other college. I remember I got up and gave my graduation and, speech. And oh. I said Pensacola. Oh, you can't say that. I said Pensacola. and Why did you, And they didn't. Because that's where I wanted to go. And you lived through that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't stone you? <laughs> no. And uh, I remember, and I love you if you're watching this, or Todd if you're watching this, don't take this in a negative way. But behind me, swear to God, 
Behind me, when I said that, my pastor said, we'll be praying for you. Oh, shit. <laughs> At my graduation speech. That's At my graduation awesome. speech. That's awesome, dude. Those were the words I heard. Not like, congratulations. <laughs> not like, hey, man, go out there and crush it. Be a better person. Oh, but no. it was, we'll pray for you. Now, keep in mind, I was 17. Well, you can't keep in mind because I didn't say it yet. So True. keep this in mind now. Uh, I was 17, and legally, I could not uh, sign any papers. So I wasn't, let me put it this way, I wasn't forced to go to Hiles Anderson, but I could not go anywhere else, if you catch the underlying meaning for oh, that. Because I, I couldn't sign any papers. I wasn't, yep. I couldn't go anywhere. So that, those were my options. Yep. Now, what I did get from college, you know, I got a phenomenal wife. And for that, yeah. and not everybody can say that. Sorry, bud. <laughs> I love you. No, we, dude, we've been through it all, all. It's all good, dude. We've been through it all. It's all good. But that's one thing. Like I yeah. will say, if I got anything from college, that's is awesome, I dude. got I got a married. You know, I got a I got a great wife. Yep. And so there's there's a lot of it. there's a lot of uh, uh, friends of mine and people that have gone through this kind of thing that that that's what they, that's what it is. And it's to me your marriage and and um, you know our friends Gavin and Liz and and only a handful mm -hmm. of others. It's been a beautiful thing. For me to see you guys transition from, and I wouldn't say to an extreme, but from an extreme. Sure. Coming from this place where like, you can't do this and you can't listen to that and you can't go here and you can't watch this and you can't eat that and you can't mm -hmm. smoke this and you can't, we can't smoke anything, and you can't drink that. Like, coming from all of that to, no, you know what, we're just going to, we're going to do what, what's, not, best. what's best for us and not necessarily just what feels good, right? but what is it, what it makes our life better. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. And if you don't like it or you decided you found a Bible verse to take out of context that condemns it, yep. cool. So we're out, though. Like, we're done. And yep. I've, I've really enjoyed uh, seeing that. To speak to uh, the decision to go to college, the thing that I want to keep in mind, uh, other, others watching that may or may not know this, I feel like a lot of you will, but I just want to speak to it. Um, when he's saying other colleges, he's not talking about Harvard or University <laughs> of North Carolina or like all these not, not I don't mean like big names I'm just thinking of names we could think of yeah. like he's not talking about any kind of um, uh, tech school or anything like that he's talking about a list of a short list of maybe at that time maybe 10 colleges I don't think maybe. it could have been more than five if, if that. let's say five to ten colleges that all taught the exact same thing and I'm not saying there weren't anomalies here and there. Like, there's Grace Baptist in Michigan that's definitely a little bit different, more mm -hmm. countryized, I would say. Um, but like, they're they're all it was all the same thing. They yeah. all went to the same conferences. Yep. They all had the same guest speakers who taught the same, literally word for word, the same exact messages mm -hmm. when they would come and preach and and speak to us, give lectures and whatnot. Um, so John's not saying, um, you know, I I I only had a choice of one college and. Um, it was completely different from all these other options. Sure. Good, yeah. No, it was a. The other colleges, at least initially, were carbon copies of Hiles Anderson College. Yep. Jack Hiles wrote a book called the Hiles Church Manual. It was a manual to tell you how to run your church. Yep. Like, so, John's not, John's not saying like you know uh, I had I should have had options that were different. Yeah. No, you should have at least had options that were the same. You yeah. didn't. You didn't even have that. And I remember very vividly, uh, uh, I don't know how to, I can't say dating, because I, I wasn't allowed to date at all in high school. But the girl that I really crushed on in high school, um, and, and it was a known thing uh, that we you know, really, really uh, liked each other, we passed notes, which we actually got in trouble for. For shame. Yeah, for shame indeed. But um, I, I, 
<clears throat> she was the girl that I wanted. Like, that was it. Like, I, I was happy to, like, and I know in high school you don't know what you want and all that shit. But that's who I wanted. And I legit, I can't even say broke up, but, like, I legit told her when I found out she wasn't going to go to Hiles Anderson College that we couldn't see each other anymore because she was going to be worldly and, and I loved Jesus. Sorry, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't compute to this day. I look back and I don't I don't regret. Like I am happy. I'm a happy person. But like looking back it's like, eh, stupid. Yeah. What in the world? Cuz you didn't want to go to the the brainwashed university that I went to. You're you're a bad person? No, I'm not necessarily bad, but definitely stupid for that. Yeah. At any rate, Howells Anderson was definitely billed for many years, and I would say until the uh, more recent Scop episode, who's serving time in the federal penitentiary, I would say um, up until that point, for many teenagers, it was the only option. It is, and I know a lot of people out there, and I know, and looking back, I don't have, people who went there, let me put it this way, um, when I graduated um, with my master's from that college, I was asked if I would stay on and actually do a position. Now, keep in mind, I will say this, that going to college, I abided by the rules because I knew what the rules were. Yep. So I'm not complaining about the rules. I'm not complaining with what they had to do with. I agreed to go there. After my first yep. year, it was a choice to go back. Absolutely. I was then of age. I could make my own decisions. Yep. Uh, keep in mind, though, that we were there was really no... There were other options, but there were no other options. I know that some, to some people that won't make sense. But when you brought up how we were brought up, there really was nothing. Um, because you were just... It was how you were raised. You were conditioned... This is what you were going to be. You were either going to be a youth pastor, a missionary, or a pastor. <laughs> yeah. Those were your yeah. those were your three. If you did not do those things, then you felt you were made to feel like you're if a you, failure. If you didn't, if you did not hit the altar and re-agree oh, or resubmit to be a pastor, oh a youth God. pastor, or something like, like that, every at every year. youth conference, yeah. it was looked down upon. It was like, oh, what's yeah. wrong with this? Yeah. And the sad thing is, is many families in the churches were were conditioned to say, if your child is not going this route, there is something wrong with your home, yeah. which is absolute bull. That's crazy. It's, it's crazy because That's the true. people that are paying, the people that are paying for these guys to drive these new Cadillacs and all this bullshit, those are the guys that are out there putting in the work, building the families, yeah. the type of families that honestly everybody in that church should be aspiring to. Yep. It's just, it's just the way it was. And so it's yes, yeah, I, it was my choice to go back. I will say this, when I graduated, I was asked by, um, and I won't say his name, it's not important. Um, <laughs> too many names I could drop. But no, he's still good, he's out there. He's probably one of the few guys I would say that was true to who he actually was. That's and you be. who you saw is what you got. Yep. His marriage, his life, and he's this guy's been through it mm -hmm. uh, with, the, with his last name. Um, <laughs> and so if that doesn't give it away, you don't need to know. <laughs> um, but they asked me if I would stay on and work, and I said, yeah. I, there's no way I could. Because then at that point, I would be being paid and they, it was just, I did not believe yeah. what they had lined out. And what you were the rule books, The rule book was not a princ by, principles by which I wanted to live my life. Exactly. If my wife wanted to wear pants, she could wear pants. If she didn't want to wear nylons to church, you should, legit, look it up. No, it's that's in, a it rule. was in the rule book. It's a rule. Like, stuff like that. Like, if I wanted to go to a movie, and it's not like we were watching Rated X. If I wanted to go watch a PG-13 movie because it had great action, right? That's stuff that I couldn't do. So once I was able to make the decision, I said, dude, honestly... I can't because I do not line up with a lot of where you are. Yep. And so I wanted to be true and honest to it and to who I was and not just force myself into a mold. And that was a breaking point for me when, gotcha. when I saw that. I was like, dude, there's no way. This is so contradictory because yeah. one of the biggest things I hate about how we were brought up was this, was this duplicity. 
Oh my God. Was the duplicity? Yeah. I know you can talk about it too, yeah. but like you would have preachers preach like, you know, you can't go to the movies, but those same movies they would bring you to their home. And I remember one preacher in specific was, well, the reason it's okay is because I can control it. If you have to control something or feel that way, then you don't need to have it in your yeah, home. Then it needs to not either be do present. it or don't do it. Yeah. But they taught that duplicity, and it's just like, what is this? And so that's kind of I was like, look, if I want to go to the movies, I'm going to go to the movies. Yeah. And for a lot of people out there, they're like, really movies? The movies? Like, oh my god, one hundred percent. It was huge. it was a big deal. That was I don't know the, if anyone ever got expelled for the movies, but you got in huge trouble if you got caught yeah, going to the movies. Yeah, it's hard to get expelled. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we want to. There's some oh, stories. No, this is a good one. No, there's some stories no we can tell. No one's gonna. I'm not gonna. I'll drop names, but it's not a bad one. So I remember. I don't know where he got <coughs> it, but I remember Gavin had a copy of The Last Samurai. Oh no! Oh, and I love that movie, by yes. the way. But he had a copy, and here's here's there's so many funny elements for me to this story, and I'll make it quick. But uh, Gavin had a copy of The Last Samurai, and we wanted to watch it so bad. But again, you have to be careful. If you watch it in your dorm room, the right person walks in. Not not an authority figure, but snitching is huge. Like you're a snitch, you're 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 a good person. Like yeah. that's that's what they want you to be. Um, so uh, we watched it. I can't remember. I think the first half we watched. Okay, the first half we watched in Gavin's car. I think he had. Did he have the eye on yet? No, he had that little green Saturn. Saturn. Yeah, yeah. So we watched it in Gavin's car the first half, and then of course my computer died because we're watching it on a computer. Anyways, and then we went to. Uh, we went to Burger King, uh, which was not, I don't know why we went so, we were so close to the college. Yeah. Burger King, right close to the college, plug my computer in and watch the rest of it. How weird and strange would it be to walk into a Burger, Burger King, King and, and see, see these two guys in shirts and ties, ties. watching a movie? Like, I don't think we even... around the screen. <laughs> yeah. And here's the best part Gavin, I'm, I'm not trying to rip him a new one. We love this guy. Gavin felt so bad watching it mm -hmm. that he wanted to turn us in to the to the college authorities for watching a movie yeah is there there's a split second of nudity in that movie barely and I don't care about that shit now anymore but like like that's that's the whole crux is like oh it's nudity that's bad yeah. like and and I just it just boggles my mind looking back at that and again this is not I'm not trying to be a dick to Gavin I'm just saying like think about put yourself in our shoes and whether you've gone through this or not like Put yourself in our shoes and think, how ridiculous is that? That yeah. you, not, just trying to watch the movie was enough. Yeah. But then to add to it like, oh, I feel so bad. You feel bad for for what? For yeah. what do you feel bad for? And I, I have never been a good salesman, but somehow I talked Gavin out of yeah. turning us in for that. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. I actually did turn someone in for that. Because, <laughs> and I will say, I love you guys. Um, <laughs> my, awesome. yeah, our, our uh, rice tooth, was it? God, oh, two fifteen, guys. Forget. If you're out there, one's a missionary. I love you. You're awesome. Your family's great, and I mean that. Um, Todd, I don't, yeah, Todd was there. Todd, Scott, you, yep, Josh uh, Bryan, Josh Bryan, and oh, I'm gonna feel like a shithead. If, no, no, <laughs> no. We can't remember the other guy. No, no, no. Uh, who was it? Because there was only one. Because we brought Nate Morrison in. Okay. Second half, second semester. Okay. Um, but I don't remember who was before that. I know it was Scott. I think there was only five of us. Ben Morgan. Oh, okay, yeah. Todd, Scott, Josh, me. Yeah, that was it for them. Yeah. Because one of them, yeah. But anyways, I remember, do, I remember turning somebody <laughs> in for that. And what well, the crazy thing is, though, is that a lot of times what people thought was conviction from the Holy Spirit was nothing more than people it's just guilt-tripping guilt you 100% guilt. into trying to turn people in for stuff. Yeah. No. Every staff member had the same movies that guys were watching in their dormitories. Oh, hell yeah. Well, here's here's a, a good ironic thing um, about on, on that level. So 
there's a genre of music called Southern Gospel, which a lot of people loathe, and I get that, and that's fine, because it's a combination of Christian contemporary music and country, really. That's the best way to describe yeah. it, okay? So it's like... Phillips, Craig, and Dean meets uh, Toby Keith or something. It's pretty... Yeah. I love it to this day for some weird reason. At any rate, they a lot of them are from the Midwest or that area, so they would have local concerts. Yeah. And high-ranking staff members would go to these concerts. Yes. And then people who were you know, brave enough... Students who were brave enough to venture out would also go and would see these guys who preached against this music yep. and who... Uh, uh, you know, would would absolutely get you in trouble if they caught you with one of these CDs. They were there at the concert. I'll never forget that. That one, and then another one, um, I borrowed uh, uh, a staff member's car for a date. I don't know how that worked out. Oh, whatever. I, w I was using a staff member's Explorer for a date with... Uh, with my then girlfriend and my, I feel like my mom, yeah, my mom was, you had to have a chaperone. Mm -hmm. You can't just go out on your own because you will have a child within 24 hours. Like that's yeah. just. The nine months shrinks down to <laughs> Real quick. Things happen quick in, this, in that type of setting. For sure. So we, uh, uh, we went and I found, now, uh, let me set the stage. This guy had previously and, and probably currently still does preached against <laughs> country music because it is demonic, and if you look close at some of the labels, you will see a goat's head, and that means they're the devil. Yes. Found a Shania Twain CD in his car. I'll never forget that moment, because I feel like I was, a, we were dating, so I was a sophomore, at least mm -hmm. maybe a junior, I was like, the hell is this? <laughs> like, this ain't right. So yeah. there's just, like you said, it's the, it's the duplicity of it all, because you can't live and exist in the real world and, and, and really believe, not believe, but really like practice those things. You it's can't. Just, and it's it not, doesn't and work It's not out. applicable. And it's not realistic. And, and if you are, God, what a terrible life. You're, you yeah, know what I mean? They're miserable. Like, yeah, you can't be. I'm like, sorry. I'll, I'll say it because I can, and I and anybody, and nobody's going to, I don't care. People, I don't, I don't get offended. So if you have comments and you want to say stuff, feel free. I do not get Again, offended. Again, this is the internet, so. Feel free to keep scrolling. Yeah. Um, be like, yeah. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. So the reason I think I feel so passionate about this is because I, if for all practical purposes, other than becoming a pastor or a youth yeah. pastor, I kind of made it all the way through the ranks. You did. Mm -hmm. um, with going through college, which started out kind of rough. Um, and then by the time I ended for my master's, I actually taught class. That's right. At this college. Yep. For a full year, I taught class. And the more I taught, here's the funny thing is, is that the more I started actually studying the Bible for myself yeah. and actually started reading it and teaching the class, I'm like, nobody here does this. <laughs> no, no, nobody, and yeah. I will say it again, nobody lives like that. Nobody raised their kids that way. Nobody lives this type of lifestyle. Nobody did it. Nope. And I was like, what, what's the point? Like, why are we teaching? Why is it so hard that we teach people that we know are going to go out and we hope a few of them continue on doing exactly what they were taught? It's just, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. So that's why I can speak to it more is just for the fact that I actually went all the way up through it. Yeah. I got the four years. I did the master's. Um you went into ministry. And you know, the more I look back on it, I really don't know why I did it. I remember wanting to quit my first, the first year into the master's. I was like, this is a absolute waste. Yeah. But my mom actually convinced me to finish. She's like, if nothing else, just do it so you can say you can have finish it. it. Yeah, for sure. So, just like your first four years. Yeah, I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a BS degree and I have yeah. a master's degree. Real quick, uh, that uh, college is uh, not accredited. No, because who needs the world's approval? Yeah, that's exactly does that make any what? sense? Who does that make approval? any Nobody sense? Looks at that. <laughs> Come on, but, that's now. What, but that was the ideology that, yeah, that we came up sure through. Like, oh, we don't need the world to tell us what to do. Yeah. And and then when you get out in the world, you're like, huh, huh. 
I like it out here. It's yeah. nice. And, it's a, and the real reason that the real reason that they weren't accredited is because then there were certain rule, there were certain things that yes, guidelines that had to be applied, and they just that the separation of church and state, which is just a gay way of saying not if you're gay, whatever. <laughs> I don't even give a fuck right now. Um, it, it was just a lame way of saying yes. that we didn't want the influence, but in reality, it was just they wanted to be able to control it and have yeah. and have 100% control over everything that went on. They did. They, they did. did towards the end try to get accredited. I heard there that. was like certain. I, I was there when they were doing it, yeah. and it just never worked out because they wanted a certain percentage because you had to pay to be accredited, accredited yeah. Yeah. and you had to be under this umbrella, yeah. and they just didn't do it. But yeah, so it's unaccredited, and people can say it is what it is. And it's just like, but they literally are worthless. Yeah, degrees. It's, it's a worthless degree. You pay for the experience, and like I said, I got mm -hmm. a, I got a phenomenal wife that I wouldn't trade for anything there for the go. world. So that's what I got for, go. for my six years of, of putting it in. Yeah. Uh, putting in the work, that's what I got. So yep. it was definitely definitely worth it. But uh, educational-wise and life-applicable-wise. No, the thing with the education yeah. is like they got a little bit more in-depth to what we learned in Sunday school, but it was the same shit. Yeah. It was the same stories. Yeah. It was just you had to read it in Greek mm -hmm. or you had to write a report about it. Like, For dude, sure. I've been taught this since I was... Yeah, and I think that's I couldn't even read or yeah, write. Or it was this. I think it was just more redundant. Absolutely redundant. Like, well, think about church ed. Yeah. Until oh, the <laughs> church education was a class that you had to take every, every semester. semester. Eight semesters. And eight. they did change it, but initially it was literally the same exact class. They taught the, you had the same notes, you had the same book, and you were paying for it again. Yep. Even though they were teaching you the same stuff. Yep. You could literally, remember. you literally could save your if you saved your tests. Yeah. You could literally pass it. Yeah, easily. Just, just turning it in again. And that's how that's how little lazy number one I was, and how little number two I studied. Because I would cheat on every test. I just I, yeah. I suck at that shit. It's because they pronounce they it, it was more lifted up as not educational as it was spiritual. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, and they put they really mm -hmm. pushed that aspect of it. Which in reality, if you go ahead and look back at a roster of teachers that taught there when, <laughs> when we were there, see how many of them are locked up and <laughs> locked up or no longer there because they said this is. Completely Bullshit. asinine. Yeah, absolutely. Now, are they still in the ministry? Sure, but they're going out doing it the way that they, they know, want to. Or the way that they yeah. want to. Yeah. And because, but again, while you're there, you're just taught like you loyalty without question. Yeah. Oh yeah. And but I, that's I kind of just reference back. There was that one person uh, that just kind of kept me, kind of kind of kept me tied where I just didn't completely lose it. Sanity. Yeah, because I was like, man, well, I felt bad. I remember one instance. I felt super bad because I got back. From our bus route, like 7:30, because we had knocked oh, on all the doors. Way too early, and it dude. didn't matter; a bunch of people got saved. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I was gonna do that, but I'm gonna yeah, do well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, no. you know, beat them over the head. Yeah, um, they'll they'll pray. But I remember him saying, that. "I was like, dude, what difference does it make what time you get back if the work got done?" Yeah, it's the first time I've heard anybody say, "Like, you, you mean I don't have to be out there till 11 o'clock?" So brain from that, or... yeah, dude, I was blown away. From that point on, it was like, get there, do the work, get back, and have yeah. a good life. Like, yeah. and he's still married, still has a great family, and yep. he, he's the man. So, Hell yeah. But those people are very few and far between. If oh, you very can, much so. It's it's sad. To speak to, um, like you said, like you you had to be, oh, I can't remember the phrase you, but something like positive, like you had to be positive, or you had like. You had the, the loyalty was built in without like question. Be, there was a rule, and I feel like I said this um, on the last podcast, but whatever. There was a rule in the rule book for a time that um, you could not speak negativity against a staff member without quite possibly being expelled. And yes. keep in mind, like it's it's. I understand, like if if you haven't been a part of this, I'm not knocking you at all. Good for you, actually. 
But without being a part of it, I know it's difficult to grasp the mindset of, okay, so you got expelled. Great. This place was a shithole anyways. Right. But <laughs> you did it. But that wasn't part of your mindset. And more importantly, that wasn't a part of your pastor's mindset, your family's mindset, or your girlfriend's mindset. Everybody who you know. Exactly. Your whole circle is wrapped up in this shit. And so when you get expelled, it is life-altering. Pretty much like an excommunication. Yeah. And if you're lucky, you get to come back. And then you come back and you have this mark on you, basically. Yep. Like, yeah, that guy got expelled, though. He got expelled. Oh, shit. What did he do? Yeah. Dude, he was watching movies. Oh, who cares? Yep. You know, but that, that was the whole, that was the mentality of it all. Yeah. I do want to... I want to go back to 215. No. Man. Oh, yeah, dude. This guy. <laughs> yes. His room, his room got in so, I think somehow you were under the radar, it feels like, on most of that shit. Yeah, it was kind of just like as a room, it was, nobody in particular got singled out, it was just a room as a whole. His room got disbanded. Literally closed in down. so much trouble. Not only did they get like put in different rooms, like yes. Todd ended up in my room. Yes. They, like the room was like quarantined. And, and he's, not, he's not exaggerating, they put, they put tape over the door, nobody was allowed in there. Um, yeah, our first semester, man, amazing. our first semester, I don't know how we made it through, but, um, oh. they, there were some pretty outlandish, like, rumors. Like, we were oh, pretty, yeah. we, were, we were a chill you room. were chill. But they were saying, like, we were pulling chicks up through our window. I'm like, if we were, <laughs> did you think we'd be as mad as we were? Jeez. <laughs> but they, it was some crazy stuff. Oh crazy stuff. God, and I they, it. I remember Cassida had said that, literally, and I, and I, and I will quote, put me in quotes on this. There was a satanic spirit in yeah, that oh, room. Yeah, I remember that. I remember and that. And that is why they locked the doors and cordoned <laughs> up. When they redid that room, dude, they redid the carpet and they re Seriously? they repainted the walls. I kid you not. <laughs> and and to to say something onto that, like they never did maintenance and repair in these places at all. It was a shithole. So for them to to put that much work, like for them to spend the that money, the devil was definitely in that yeah, room, uh, or yeah. they were convinced. They went out to Lake Beverly and got some holy water. <laughs> Sprinkled it in the paint and then repainted that room oh, to get rid of the spirit. Cause, and it was crazy. Like, and literally, the, nothing happened. Uh, the worst thing that happened, I think, curse words got said and movies got watched. Yeah. Literally. And, I, and now I'm like out of it, so I could care less if anybody knows what happened in there. But if there, trust me, if there's it. any stories, I'd be the first person to tell you. But yeah, <laughs> we literally, literally got disbanded and oh. had the had it taped off as if somebody had some type of spiritual STD. <laughs> Where you know, that's good. Where it was literally like, don't go in here, or you're oh, gonna catch the spirit. Yeah. Um, and they said that we were the downfall of uh, of the Rice Dormitories. And one guy's a missionary. Everybody in that room is still married to this day, or yeah. if they or they weren't married to begin with. Yeah. And they're just not. But everybody else is out there doing the thing. Guy owns a great. One guy owns a business. Is crushing it. Oh, yeah, he's still it. married, has kids. One guy's a missionary. I've been married for nine years, so. That uh, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> but that just speaks to like how how nutty that whole thing was, and and you got to think about putting these guys, um, like we're 17, 18, 19 years old, our hormones are raging out of control, and you're saying, and then towards the end, it was your freshman year, you couldn't date at all. It wasn't when we first got there, but like yeah. there was the rules on that shit was just nuts. Yeah. Like they really pushed you to date. It was just weird because it was like. It was almost a hurry up and wait thing. Like, you gotta find a wife, you gotta date, you gotta make this happen. Ah, but don't put a finger on her until after you're married. Yeah. What? Oh, dude, we didn't. It doesn't even, make any sense. We didn't even talk about that. Oh my god. <laughs> that's oh, a whole I completely other... forgot about it. And that's another duplicitous thing. Dude, I'm just saying. Like, 
don't. I, and then here's the, here's the thing. I talk, who did I talk to? I'm not going to throw a name out. I just wish. I, oh, okay. Someone, no one uh, that's watching this, I don't think would know, but he's going to know who he is. I think he'll watch it. Good friend. But I said that to him one day. I said, like, look, like, and he was raised in the same kind of background. I, I'm real sure he didn't go to Hiles Anderson, but just the whole like dating thing, like you you have to abstain until marriage, or you. Or, I actually had a counselor at one point tell me like, this is why your marriage is falling apart is because you didn't. You didn't wait to have sex until after you were married. So, like, okay, sure. Anyways, um, counselor, by the way, term we use very loosely. But um, the uh, lost my train of thought. The whole, I told a friend of mine, I said, yeah, but that doesn't work. You can't wait. It's just not going to happen. He said, you know what? I did it, and and I'm happy. Me and my wife, and they've been married for a minute. Like, me mm -hmm. and my wife are happy. You know what? If, if it works for, again, it's the same thing I feel about God and religion. If it worked for and you did it, great. But I'm here to say the way I'm built and the way I think a lot of people are built doesn't work out. And, yeah. I'm not, and again, this isn't to shame anyone or make anyone feel silly because they waited. Good for you. I'm just saying like the whole premise of you've got to date and find a wife to make you babies and cook you food and be this uh, help meet, as they called it, like just to support you. You've got to do all this. But again... Do not, and I don't mean sex. I mean just touching. Yeah. Do not touch her. Mm -hmm. I remember I was on a date with a girl. We were on a hayride. Oh, that was that could have been such an amazing hayride, but it wasn't. I was on a date with a girl. We we're on a hayride. First time I ever got touched on a date, and it wasn't touched like you're thinking. Yeah. You're perverts. She held my arm because she almost fell off. And my world, like there was like fireworks, dude. Yeah. Just from her clutching my arm so she didn't fall off. Two things: fireworks, and then immediate like oh. She doesn't tell. I hope, right. I hope no one saw. Yep. I hope I don't get in trouble because she clutched my elbow instead of falling and getting a well, concussion. She, she grabbed your weenus. <laughs> I think is what it was. And that's too close to the word that, penis. That is, that is close. Um, it's yeah. a close second. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, we didn't really speak to that too much, I know. But that's just the craziness yeah. of all of it. Like, we've putting us all in that uh, that the dormitory, the room, like, and expecting things to go well. Yeah. That that I just don't understand. Like you yeah. got a bunch of and guys de demanding it to go. Oh well. yeah, if you didn't go well, you went home. It wasn't like eh, well, we hoped it would. It was like no, it had to. Yeah, it had to. And All it, kinds it, and of. It was never anybody's fault except for that. The peon yeah. that got expelled. Yeah, but what's what's crazy that you brought that when you brought that yeah. up about about the you could literally be expelled for how you talked about uh, a staff member. Yes who is flesh and blood like anybody else, mm -hmm. and chances are, was being a dick. Yeah. Um, but you could, however, and I can list no less than 10 guys, who actually had sex on, I mean, in chapel, in the sanctuary. Yep. Had sex <laughs> in there, and you know who you are if you're watching this, <laughs> and got expelled, but was allowed to come back the, oh, not sure. the next semester, but the semester next after, year. because you need a cooling down period. Yeah. You want, you want people to forget what happened, but because, because of who you were, or because of, if because you gave it enough was money. Sex. Yeah, it was just, yeah, just, it was just, just sex. sex. You weren't saying bad things about a staff member, you were just, you were just committing the cardinal sin. It's not a yeah. big deal. Yeah, and she, and what was sad is, a lot of times, it was the girls that got the worst oh, reputation yeah. than the guys Dude, did. Dude, always, like, and that goes across the board, that's not just where we went to college, that's, 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 that's that the cult, entire, and I believe, like, many cults, that's the like, like it's 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 puts him like we said, putting a man on a pedestal, and yep. then he when the man does wrong, it's not really wrong, but if a girl does wrong, oh god, like yeah. shit hits the fan, she gets sent off to a home, she gets excommunicated. Yep. If she does try to come back, she's looked at as a whore, quite yep. literally. Well, because she had sex, like what is yeah. what is what? And that's the thing, they never they never, and I 
and I would like to know how many out there, if you can comment below, if you were raised like how we were raised, mm -hmm. how many of your parents actually sat down and had the proper talk with you? Oh, no. Like, the proper talk. Not like, not birds and bees and using the pop-up books. I'm talking like, sat down and said, you're going to feel this way, this is what's going to happen, this is what to expect, and this is how to properly handle That's it. That's such a good point. No. And this isn't... At least for me. Yeah, no. And no, I love my parents, but yeah, that's what I was it about was to say. taboo to mention it. Yeah, so that's the thing, and I think I spoke to this on the last podcast. Like, you... Uh, and, I, and again, this isn't anything against my parents. It's 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 their indoctrination yes. comes to me. Like yep. it's how I was raised, but it's how they were indoctrinated. Yep. And it's very similar. It's nearly a level playing field with your emotions and your mind and the way that you thought process mm -hmm. and the lack of critical thinking, like I talked about before. That's a good point. So, yeah, I, and I'm not. And again, this is not across the board. We're not saying that no one's parents. Didn't yeah. do that, but like for me, we'd be for me for John. We'd be surprised to hear that there are like that you had a, a talk that made sense to your young mind. Yeah, because like you said, sex in any way, shape, and form, any way, shape, and form, is one hundred percent taboo. Yeah. However, the caveat to that is when you're standing behind a pulpit and you have it's an okay. audience, you yeah. can say all kinds of crazy well, shit, and that's okay. And the things that they were preaching about, we had no idea what was going on because yeah. apart from feeling normal, like normal hormones that you go through, like it didn't make sense because they're like, dude, what, what are you talking about? Like nobody's actually had the conversation. So they were preaching, they were preaching to us, but they were preaching way over our heads. Oh yeah, we had no Because idea. we're like, dude, our parents never did, our teachers never did, and it just, it was never, never talked about. No, we're never going to, we're never going to get, and we're nobody, never going to catch it. People were just very uncomfortable. Oh, absolutely. Very uncomfortable. Absolutely. But, and then in dating in college, you had, you know, the dating with the purpose, the five stages of dating. There's, like, these Legit. guys, look, I don't like them, but there's, they were smart at a time, at a certain time. They had a book for everything. Yes. They had references for everything, and they had Bible references that said, no, no, no. You have to do this because this verse in the Old Testament, you know, the one, two verses down from where you have to stone your kids if they're disobedient and murder them. Yeah, we're not going to, not that one, but this one says this, so you got to do this yep. thing. The hell? Dude. So yeah, Dating with a Purpose was, was a book written by uh, mm -hmm. by Jack Scott, and yeah, you had to go, and there was, there was like levels and stages. There was, oh man, I can't remember them. There was... First day, I think first date was a stage for some reason, and then I know there was an I like you and I love you stage, and I don't remember the rest of it. Yeah, there, there was, was a bunch. Like five, right? Yeah, there was a bunch. There was a bunch in between, um, like different stages, and you had to get counsel before they yes. thought you were ready to move on to the next yes. day. Yes. Which, in retrospect, was genius because they created a market, owned the market, and sold product to get you to believe in that market. Because if Absolutely. you didn't follow the book, it wasn't going to work out. You were going to get divorced when yeah. it was over, yeah, yeah, yeah. or you weren't going to make it at all, or yeah. you were going to mess up before. Right. So rather than giving actual like dating advice, like, dude, you're, this is going to happen. Yeah. But you take people that were raised like that, where, again, and this is why I believe it's so prevalent, at least in the culture that we were brought up, culture that we were brought <laughs> yeah, up that's in, good. I like um, that. was that there was so much sexual tension Oh, so much. That nobody knew what to do with it. So no. you took guys that, like guys, that by the time they were 13 or 14 had been in full swing of their hormones, had yeah. no idea what to do with them because yep. they have been indoctrinated that if you had feelings, if you... It was wrong. Like, if you looked at yeah. a girl and got an erection, she yeah. was a whore yeah. and you were a pervert. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is the absolute that, truth. And, and, it was, and the thing was, there was no gray area. It was an absolutism. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was an absolutism. Mm -hmm. And so That's when, good. You got, I didn't think about that. when you got to college... Now you're putting everybody segregating guys in one, girls yep. in another, which is fine. I know a lot of colleges do that, yeah. whatever. Uh, but you have all that sexual tension, and nobody ever talked about it. The only time I got talked about was when people messed up. It was like, dude, people were there that hadn't touched, kissed, done anything in 17 years, and you're putting them in. You're putting them in a situation as like a cauldron of just waiting for something yeah. bad to happen. So you've got two elements there. You've got the element of 
you know, dating and like trying to find some way to not, you know, to not mess up, which by the way, messing up starts with uh, a brush of a shoulder or oh. holding hands, like that's too much right there. So you have that, uh, 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 I can't think of the right word, tinderbox, just waiting to explode, quite literally. We all know what I'm talking about. And then you have on the other side, where you're putting these guys, like we're all like, oh, just fucking full on rage. Yes. And we're in a room with three other guys, and you expect us not to cause trouble? Yeah. Are you are you kidding me? Yeah, and I'm it, not it's... saying this is just this cold. I'm, I'm saying yeah. there's other places and for sure for this to occur. I'm just saying yes. this was our experience. Like, yeah. You you're you're really you really want to convince me that that somehow this was a good idea. Yeah, I, it's I not. don't comprehend it. It's not because when you get out in the real world, you honestly and not yeah. to not to. Let me put it this way: You don't. <laughs> this isn't a politically correct. I'm trying to think of how to wear this because I know it's not. It's not, and I'm not worried about how to. I want to. I want it to make sense yeah. because people, when you're in it, it does not make sense. When no. you hear stuff no. like this and you're in it, you're thinking, "What is wrong with that guy?" You would the the practical application that they applied to dating and marriage, no sex before marriage, no kissing, no touching. Yes. You would not apply that to anything else. You would not buy a home off Craigslist. <laughs> exactly. Right? You would not go. What is the first thing your dad taught you? Our parents taught us more about how to buy a car, and I love oh, you guys, yeah. than yeah. how to actually approach a woman. Because, oh, you got to look under the hood. You got to make sure the tires are new. Check out the engine. <laughs> does the ignition work? And the whole time I'm sitting there just thinking about sex, like, how does this even apply? <laughs> like, my gosh, like, I'm ready to go right now. Yeah, exactly. and, but they don't teach you how to do with a woman. No. It's like, no, you date, you find out personality. And then it comes to find out, it's like, do they have completely different. You were completely were different completely worlds different. apart. Yeah. Because she was trained not not to, even though they said that she should please her husband. Right. They don't say hi. They taught the women how to. And oh, yeah. the guys, it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. It, it was, was, it was a shit up. show. It's a it shit is. show with the guys. Like, you, you don't, you, it is a, an extreme depravity of knowledge when it comes to, and I don't just mean uh, uh, sexually, because sexually, you just, you don't know any, like, there's nothing there. You're just, it, sex is just, here's sex, okay? Sex is up here on this shelf, all right, and then you're you're down here because you're still, you know, you're a teenager, you're unmarried here, mm -hmm. and 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 when you get up to, can you see? You can't see. This is Pooh Bear, so Pooh Bear represents sex. That's actual. Uh, that's good. Um, but well, that's what I'm saying is like there's levels. Like yeah. until you get married, you don't get sex. Yeah. And yeah, and and it's not just sex. It's, it's touching. It's touching. hand holding. It's all that. So you expect your marriage to and for and again. For, there are people out there that it went well for, and I applaud them because that is not easy. But you expect a marriage to go well, a union between two people that is supposed to last to their death. You expect it to go well, and you tell them, yeah, but don't touch that person until you're married. Yeah, it's crazy. It doesn't, and, make, it but, doesn't make sense. But keep in mind, though, if you're in it, trust me, I know you have about 37 Bible verses to, ba to back oh, it for up. For sure, yeah. But, you know, then uh, we'll pull up the 37 then, Bible verses where people had, like, 15 wives. Okay, cool. Let's run that route. Let's right, see how that goes. Yeah, exactly. And they have religions like that. Yeah, yeah. Where that's what they justify. And then there's me. I mean, I, 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 um, I engaged in sexual activity before I was married with my now ex-wife. Yeah, the end of the world. And, and my marriage failed. So I'm the poster child for, like, well, no, yeah. dude, if you yep. hadn't... If you hadn't messed around, as they like to say, because again, everything's generalities. There's not speaking in generalities. But like, what I'm getting at is like, I'm a, I'm a great poster child for you. If you want to beat someone up for a while, dude, if you hadn't messed up, then your marriage would have worked. And and there's I'm not gonna get into them now, but there's reasons 
that it didn't work and it had nothing to do with that. But no, no, again, no. say your piece if, if that's what you want, yeah. like that's fine. No. But that just um, and now we're getting now I'm getting defensive. That's not good. But I'm just saying it's uh, it's it's mind boggling. And there's been a few people that have commented and have seen the original podcast that you know are coming from the outside and saying, "Wow, this is mind blowing." And for you, I'm glad for you to hear this because it's eye-opening. And for those of you that have been through this system, which has been the majority of my listenership, I am so grateful that, you, yeah. that you're paying attention and that whether you're in it or not, whether you're religious or not, whether you are slightly religious or you're in super deep, uh, you know, which, whatever stage you're at, I'm grateful you're listening and yep. I'm grateful you have an open mind. And even if you don't have an open mind, that's fine. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm really just happy is. that you're listening. And the thing is... There's there's a there's a point that you have to come to where you have to say whether you're in it or outside of it like this shit is just nuts yeah it's there has just to nuts be. Um, yeah that was a good point because like if I know if myself back in college was watching this oh fuck that guy oh yeah yeah like, this like, guy this guy this guy's nuts this guy yeah. this guy you know he's well you can't be this guy's friend right, right? he needs to be if, sure. if you were friends before an ex an ex communication needs to take place very soon. Um, or that's at the very least. At the very least, you just don't talk to him yeah. anymore, which is how you're trained. Yep. So we get that. You use him as a you use him as a uh, as a, a as illustration. illustration. Oh, I, I, I use when I was a youth pastor for a short two years for yep. a short time. I use a lot of uh, uh, friends as sermon examples. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, I'm them now. Yep. And I have no doubt that I have been a sermon example many times. I'm happy for that. I need to get my name out there. So that's great. Although they're probably not using my name, but it's it's. What you're saying is, if, if you're on the inside and you're watching this, and and again, we don't we don't look at you as like, yeah. oh well, fuck that guy. We're like, no, no like man, like we're glad you watched yeah. it, or woman, whatever. We're glad you watched For it. Sure. Uh, we're glad you watched this. And if you feel the way that we're describing, like you need to excommunicate, or you may need to call us or text us and say, yeah. hey, dude, like I do not agree. Like that, what you're saying is wrong. Hey, thanks for thinking, but we want you to think for yourself. Right. Uh, don't think for us. Right. You don't got to agree with us. We've already done that. Yeah, we're, we're good on all that. But again, the point that I think needs to be made is this shit is bananas, and there's a lot of it still going on, mm -hmm. and uh, there's a lot of people that are still in it. And we don't, again, it's I've made plenty of blanket statements here, but I don't, uh, I don't want to say one that says, like, everyone that's in it at any level is all wrong. Like, no. That's, that's not something that I want to subscribe no. to, but I do want to say, you know, this is a this is a very real thing, and it's still going on. Mm -hmm. And um, whatever level you're at, if you're in or you're out, I just want you to be happy. For sure. Look at yourself and yeah. think about it. Like, Life's are too you short. happy? Like, look, I'm not saying like I'm happy all the time every day because I sure as hell ain't. Right. But I'm a lot happier than I was. Yeah. And tell you that right now. And, and this is and I'll sign off soon. But this is something the conversation I had with a friend of mine who was going to a more excuse me more evangelical church. As, as we would say, you know, um, but she was getting a lot of, uh, she was getting a lot of guilt. She was feeling a lot of guilt and she was feeling a lot of, uh, you know, just, she felt bad. And I would ask her why, well, I missed this meeting and uh, I didn't go to that thing and I needed to donate to this thing for the church and mm -hmm. I didn't, or I didn't tithe or whatever the case was. And my beliefs on Jesus, on God, they honestly fluctuate from day to day. Anyone that's talked to me knows this. My my big thing is this: if you believe the teaching is teachings of Christ, if you believe in God, and uh, and I don't question your belief in any way, shape, or form, but if you have this belief system, and you really want to adhere to it, and you've read the Gospels, 
and you've read the New Testament and you know the whole mantra of Jesus, I'm not saying Jesus never, ever, ever uh, put guilt or shame on someone. But please, show me a scripture reference where you know where you can see that. Mm -hmm. Over and over, forgiveness and compassion. If that is not what you're getting in an overwhelming sense from your leadership in your church, check that shit. There's just, sorry, sorry, not sorry, because I just, I don't see how you can want to uh, say that you believe and you teach uh, the teachings of Christ, yet you're full of anger and bitterness. And and, and I remember as a child, I had a, as a teenager, I got a, 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 I don't know, you were more of acquaintances than friends, but a kid named Casey came to, uh, I think it was a chapel message or a missions conference at House Anderson. Mm -hmm. And he, when he came back, like I was all gung ho, and, and, and I thought screaming from the pulpit was a, just a tremendous thing. <laughs> and I remember us coming back. He was a real mild mannered kind of guy. And Casey said, "Okay, like I get their points, and I like them. He was a Christian as well. Like I get their points, and I like them, and they make sense. But why do they have to yell all the time? What's with all the screaming?" Mm-hmm. And that was the thing that I never could get a, a, a handle on. I was in, I did ministry work for two years. I couldn't, I, I couldn't, I wanted to be motivational or helpful. Right. I'm not saying I was great, whatever. I was whatever. I'm just saying that is, I don't understand how when you're peach, peaching, I haven't, I haven't even had any whiskey for a minute. Thank you. When, you're, <laughs> when you're preaching peace and thankfulness and forgiveness, why do you got to scream? Why do you, and this isn't like, I know I've got friends and maybe people that will watch this podcast and some of my favorite people in the world still practice that kind of method of preaching. Yeah. Do you, but I'm just saying, I don't see how it translates. Yeah. Well, it just that just goes to show you, like, you can see the difference, uh, and I don't even know really the right way of saying it, because I know a lot of people are going to look at this, and what's great, let me, let, and let me, let me preface this, that a lot of people are looking at, they might, they might watch this and think that, you know, there's, um, that we agree on 100% on everything. Nope. No, we don't. Mm-mm. But at the this same- This guy goes to church way more than I go to church. Yeah. Go like three times a year. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. <laughs> But here's the thing. Here's here's where we're coming at you from. It doesn't matter where you're at. Like he has different perspectives. Yep. There's people out there that have different perspectives than I do. Um, yes, I'm out of I'm out of that sect of religion. Um, but do I see the benefits of having something like that? 100. Do I, am I raising my son that way? Yes. But w- doesn't matter. Like if people disagree, and I feel like yeah. I feel like that's the disconnect. Is they feel oh, like yeah. if I disagree with you, we can no longer have a conversation. Now it needs to be an argument. It's outrage. Yeah, uh, I've heard it said recently. You, you, were, you were talking about it. Yeah, I've heard it said recently that there has been so much in our culture, in our society, there's been so much power given to outrage. If mm-hmm. you can, doesn't matter what it is. And there's, I'm not going to get into the subject matter because it'll be time sensitive and I really don't want to get into that conversation. Yeah. But whatever it is that you're showing outrage about, whether it's something that's actually happened to you or to someone else, I'm not discrediting abuse or any of that sort of thing. That's not what this is about. But when you're showing outrage for just, like you said, just based on a disagreement with someone, I, yeah. then, then for me, I talk when I talk to people that I know don't feel the same way about me on a lot of things, we talk about the things we feel the same way about. Yeah. And you can say, oh, you're, you know, you're being a little bitch or you're whatever, like just have be a man, have a real conversation. That's fine. Yeah. You know what? I learned in the hard way that I don't love stress. 
It's yep. not a real fun thing for me. Stress in the gym, hell yeah, bring it. Mm -hmm. uh, stress at work, don't love it, but it makes me grind and I hustle and I work hard. That's all. That's one thing. But when it comes to my personal life and a conversation that I'm having, if I can avoid stress, I'm gonna avoid stress. Yep. I'm not a huge fan. That's not to say if someone comes at me and is being a dick, I'm not gonna say, hey, you know, step off. Or someone says or does something to my child, then we got beef. But squash it, squash it. But squash other than that, you know, if someone's directly threatening you and/or your livelihood or your family, yeah. that's something to talk about yeah. or do something about actually. But when it's just you need to be outraged about something yeah. because you don't agree, come on, man! Like yeah. that, yeah. that's ridiculous. It is, and I just think, and I think we get looked, and I say we, I don't we mean we anymore. Um, but <laughs> that aspect of it, of yeah. that, of that type of Christianity, if you can call it that, um, we the reason people didn't like us and they don't like you, to be honest, <laughs> um, and again, not a blanket statement, no. but just as a whole, because yeah. you are identifying with that, yeah. is that they don't feel comfortable. Because they know that if they're different, they either have to be made to conform, yep. and people love that, don't conform to the world. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, dude, like, you got, first of all, chill. Life is too short to stress out about yes. any of this. Nobody knows Goodness. who's right, nobody knows who's wrong. Amen. Do you, <laughs> right? Nobody, yeah. nobody knows. Like, you can hear your preacher, cool, that's great, that's awesome, or if you go off and do your own study, phenomenal. Nobody knows who's right or who's wrong. Nope. So life's way too short, and that's one thing that always yeah. blows my mind. I'm like, I'm more worried about paying my bills and raising like me. Yeah, I'm still raising myself. I'm oh, 30, yeah. turning 31. We you turn 32, 32 tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Good and memory. you know we have we have so much other stuff going on. There's so many other issues yes. that nobody talks about. Everybody wants to talk about. Well, our brand of Christianity is better than this brand because of this. It's like, dude. Who get cares? rid of it squash it it doesn't matter yeah. if somebody uses a different bible than you is that really something to stand up and beat somebody oh about goodness, and i know no. people when they watch this it's like we don't agree on everything no. we're not going to agree on everything no, if yeah. it works for you do it but just because you don't agree with somebody doesn't mean that you have to hate that person talk bad about them just because you disagree yes. doesn't make you good and them bad exactly. or vice versa that's it's different. not a good and bad thing it's no. a we're all human yes. here's it's a, to me the beauty of it is and uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, I can't remember the exact quote, but it's something like, we're all different and we're all the same. Mm -hmm. We're all made up of the same shit. Mm -hmm. Like we all, for the most part, have very similar uh, uh, feelings and expressions for how we feel. Like that's all the same. Yeah. And, then, and then what we like or we're into or what we hate, that's, all, that's different for so many people. And that's fine. Let yourself be different. Yeah, and that's the thing, sure. like, I don't know, this has now turned into like a plea to people that are on the inside. And I love it. But the thing is, like, there's no room for identity. Your identity is wrapped up generally in your church leader mm -hmm. or some other bigger leader at, at another church that you report to. I know people don't like how that sounds, but that's how it works. Yeah. Um, your identity isn't wrapped up in yourself. And again, you can you can... You can overdo that and overthink that and let you get too far into your identity where you're just overthinking every, everything you're doing or, um, you know, however that, that comes to you in a negative way Cause, because it can be negative. Yeah. But you still have to be yourself. Yeah. And the cliche phrase applies. Like at the end of the day and at the beginning of the day, you're looking in the mirror at you. Yes, you have a spouse or a significant other or family yeah. or, or your children, and those are very important. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, it's you, yep. and that's it. And are you are you happy or are you not happy? Yep. And what can you do that won't negatively affect someone else that will also bring you happiness? That's a great way to put it. And I think that kind of brings it full circle because you yeah. talked about, we kind of start, talked about, starting off talking yeah. about weight loss and yeah. kind of segued into you know the different failures and it comes to religion and the common thread through all of that is, you know, like you said, you're looking at you 
and you talked about a great point and I'll be done after this if you want to wrap yeah, it up yeah. but is stress everything that you yeah, just talked yeah. about caused so much stress which attributes to weight loss which or weight, weight gain, gain which then brings you full circle with not being happy which is just a vicious circle it's so vicious one thing that I decided and is just not to argue with people like what's the point who like cares? It, who cares like and when, when I stopped caring and I know people take this the wrong way when I stopped <laughs> caring what people thought about me not just to go off and do my own thing but when I stopped caring what people yeah. honestly thought about mm -hmm. me and I was like I'm gonna be me and just be yeah. happy dude it was a release insane it was insane because they're like oh well you don't go to church every single Sunday three times nope no, man. Okay. nope you're well, not all about using a certain type of Bible <laughs> every single time nope nope yeah just one word answers nope I'm yeah. okay I'm yeah. good and I am and yeah. it's phenomenal and yeah. when you let go of that, it's like, oh man, I can focus on this. I feel better. My stress level's down. So yeah. if you can, because stress, dude, is a huge people stress it's, it's eat. Every, it's every. So oh, that yeah, kind of stress, that kind of brings it full circle because yeah. people in that religion, people in that, they're super. You're super stressed out by how you look, by what you have to do, and then you wonder why all of a sudden you're it's the people weight gain. snap. Well, yeah, the, yeah, you have the, the weight, weight gain. gain you have, and people snap. You have people snap. You have you have you have guys stuff. ending up uh, uh, having multiple affairs mm -hmm. or. Or uh, being turning out to be pedophiles, like you have all these things, Dude, that's and crazy. again, there's no excuse for it. Yeah. I'm not saying like, well, they were stressed, so they did yeah. it. Although that's been played out as an excuse many yeah, times. But you, you, you have to look at yourself and say like, look, what are what are my stress levels mm -hmm. at? Um, you know, where 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 does it stop? What's it? It's it's all about. Then we started with this. It's about your priorities. Mm -hmm. You know, and this is not two guys saying, hey, check it out. We got to figure it out. Do this thing no, and you'll be happy the rest of your life. Absolutely I have no not. idea what the fuck is going on. No. But I do know what worked for me. Mm -hmm. And so if there's anything you can take from this or anything you can pass on or anything uh, that you feel like could help you, it's just that. Like, find a way to prioritize. Yep. Find a way to figure out whether religion is a priority for you, whether God is a priority. Mm -hmm. And again, it's it's all about you and figuring that out. So for sure. We'll leave it off there. Um, this was an amazing podcast. I had a yeah, blast. It awesome. I, it's almost two hours long. I might, I might cut it up. I don't know yeah, what I'm gonna we'll do with see. it, but it was a great conversation. Thanks yeah, so man, much, dude. I really appreciate it. For sure. We'll definitely have John on again. Um, I don't have like an official sign off, so thanks, guys. I appreciate you checking it out. If you watched this far, geez, thank you. I appreciate it.